Ho, 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 and welcome to episode 47 of the Movie City Maniacs. On tonight's episode, we recommend five TV specials and films that you should watch this Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. It was the night before Christmas when all through the castle, my monsters were having a yuletide hassle. The tree was all trimmed in ghoulish things, like werewolf fangs and vampire wings. But they were up to no good. Didn't act like good monsters should. They found themselves a new prey. They planned to rob Santa's sleigh. They were making a list and checking it twice. Frankenstein wanted a shiny new trike, a new chain for Janusz, a brace for Igor's back, a speed shaver for Wolfman, a new cape for Drac. They were up to no good. Ho, ho, ho. Welcome to the Movie City Maniacs. We're here celebrating the lovely Christmas. And you might ask, hey, are you drinking? And I'll tell you what. I can either drink or I can weep. But I find drinking a lot more subtle. <laughs> Hi, everyone. I'm Kyle. I'm Maddie. And uh, yes, we are... Uh, we're keeping the podcast alive. We're very, very behind. I mean, I hey, know listen. we're probably not going to... It's going to be months after Christmas before this episode gets out, thanks to those damn hackers. They put us about a half a year behind. Tell you, they are definitely on my naughty yeah, list. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but again, I'm always a fan of just recording, throwing it out there, and if no one listens to our Christmas episode in January or February... That's fine, because you know what? Next year, you have an episode to listen yeah. to. I know for me, myself, I just, around Christmas time, I'm so busy, I don't have enough time to get through all my favorite podcasts, so, you know, I'll go back and listen to the Christmas one from the previous year or whatnot. So I'm hoping that, you know, we'll, we'll record this, and maybe we won't get a lot of hits when it's first released, but maybe next Come Christmas. November, we'll, Yeah, a lot of people will check it out. And, uh, yeah, I, I, the one thing we try to always do about our podcast is keep it timeless. We try not to go over all, too much news. Mm-hmm. I know sometimes it happens happens when there's big events but we try to keep it like if you listen to this next year these five (laughs) specials and films that we're recommending will still hold up you know what i mean yeah we're about to start talking about uh, bird box right now for the (laughs) next like 15 minutes no no but uh yeah so anyways um yeah it's been a rough year for the movie city maniacs but um you know what can you do we're staying jolly we're staying uh, fit we're staying active Christmas is uh, just around the corner, so I don't know about you, but I definitely got the excitement, the spirit in my bones. Well, we got the fire going. We got like the dog like curled up around our uh, feet. We're uh, actually having a great Christmas party. <laughs> we recently did uh, our buddy uh, who has, has been on the show with uh, just did a bunch of October episodes with us. With us, <laughs> I had like uh, the Lisp. that was the uh, the Chevy Chase and National Lampoons, <laughs> where he's, he's got the. Um, you know, he's got the tree sap. And his, I, just, I, I just watch that movie. <laughs> I, I love the part when he has like the uh, panties. And he's like uh, wiping his forehead with the panties. I, I, I just, yeah, I recently watched that film. I won't really talk too much about it because I think everyone knows how fantastic it is. But that that's one for me. Like, are, are there any... Besides the specials that we're going to talk about, mm. those I I don't know about you, but I try to find kind of some off the cuff picks. You're what like are like holiday hipster, right? I'm the hipster, whatever yeah. episode we're doing. But uh, what are what are like the staples that you have to watch every year when it comes to Christmas? Or is this going to spoil your list? Um, it, yeah, it might spoil my list actually. Oh, yeah. I'm going timeless on this one. Okay, so we'll, we'll, we'll talk about the yeah. I, we'll talk about when we get to that thing because I'll, maybe I'll mention the three that like are, I watch every year. But do I, you I have put on my any list. that aren't per, Christmas movies per se, but you just watch them? Around Christmas time, because of like some weird no, not nostalgia really. for you. No, I, I can't think of anything. 
for some reason, like, like Die Hard. I, 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 <laughs> uh, this Die Hard thing is just still going yeah. this year. Like I thought it would have died died no, out. It's not going to die out. This is it, right? It would like, die out, and then Die Harder died out too, and yeah. Die Hard died out with a vengeance. Christmas Hard is coming up next. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm just Die Hard <laughs> again. Like the more I hear about this film, it makes me. And it's don't get me wrong; it's a great action film. I like it, yeah. but I'm sick of hearing about it as the best Christmas film. Fuck off, people. I, I Have I talked to you about this? I'm sure. I think we did a rant on this last yeah, year, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was going to say, like, it's not even the best Christmas action movie. Yeah, The Other Weapon is. Yeah, and he, Darlene Love is a wife I know, of Riggs, yeah, you, Murtaugh, you, I mean. I, I'm at work and I get a text message saying that exact thing and I look it up and yes, Darlene Love plays yeah, like the, Danny Glover's wife. The, in, the singer of one of the greatest Christmas, Christmas songs, songs of all time, Baby, Please Come Home. Is in the movie, right? Yeah. Which... Yeah, yeah, that that uh, that blew my mind. It's crazy because I've seen all these films several, you even think, right? several hundred times. Yeah, and then never, uh, never clicked with me that mm-hmm. that's Darlene Love. I guess I didn't really know what she looked like. Yeah, I mean, and- they didn't really do music videos. Yeah. Uh, back then, but um, yeah, I don't know what were we talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I'm off on a bit of a rant. Uh, sorry. Anyways, any yeah, but uh, our, our yeah. buddy Adam Penley um, every year does um, a Bill Murray movieathon, oh, and he picks two movies. One is Always Scrooged, and then another Bill Murray. I think this is this was his 17th, 17th annual. Year. It used to be three um, movies, but it got a bit too yeah. rough because we get to hang out with each other. It's like one time a year we actually get to yeah. see some friends. So, but I, yeah, I've tried to many years. I've Something's always come up. I've this so this was the first year I popped my Bill Murray uh, cherry. Yeah, you ain't cherry and, no, more, uh, no it, was, it was a lot of fun. I mean, again, I don't know how much we need to talk about Scrooge. That's a classic. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's a Christmas Carol, but kind of with I was going to say modern touch, but I guess an eighties modern touch yeah. and Bill Murray. Uh, how can you go wrong? But it, it's phenomenal, and it, that was a it was a blast. I'll All definitely right. be back uh, next year. We did miss the first film though. I was. The, um, lo- I think he did quick change? Quick change, quick change. Quick change. I think it was called. But um, we were we were partying hardy yeah, at your yeah, your yeah. host. I had a party at my place. So yeah, it's been it's been a crazy little December trying to get all mm-hmm. the shopping done, trying to watch. I don't know about you, but for this episode, like I went hardcore. Did I, you go? Insane? I didn't go for like the picks that I knew about the Rudolph. And all oh, okay. That. I tried to watch like as many new Christmas yeah. specials, kind of trying to find some genre related stuff, and uh, uh, we'll talk about it and what we've been watching. Cause I, it's not all that's going to make my list. I but, watched uh, uh, one this morning that actually like blew my mind. Do you want to get into like top five, or do you want to do the Presents? Well, no, I, I was thinking we do what we've been watching. Yeah, take a break with the presents uh, every year. I don't know if you guys, if this is your first episode, listen to us going back to our horror and more podcast days. We do a little uh, gift exchange for each other. Pretty much, it's us just ruffling the paper in front of the mic, give you guys that atmosphere, uh, and then we'll jump into yeah. Tonight we are going to cover uh, five specials we recommend you watch this year, and five films we recommend you watch. So again, not necessarily our favorite films or specials, just like this year. I think you should watch these ones. Okay. Whether sometimes for me, it's like in the case one of my picks, something just got a big Blu-ray release, uh, uh, a series. So you know that was in my head. So I'm going to throw that one. Doesn't necessarily mean it's my top five of all time, even favorite. though it is fantastic. But it's just five things we recommend this year for whatever reason. And and again, uh, the rule is too: we're not allowed to reuse picks from the previous year. So every year it gets a little bit harder. But it also means you kind of got to really search out for those yeah. gems, which I find a lot of fun. But yeah, uh, anything else? you want to talk about or should we just get into what we've been watching uh, no let's just jump in what we've been watching because i'm curious what you've been uh, what we've been up to <laughs> how do you find time to actually like watch this shit i've been watching a lot of stuff yeah. um 
Well, I, I, our work closes for, uh, you know... Oh, you actually get a couple weeks a off? A week and a half, two weeks oh, uh, nice. for Christmas time, so I've been able to watch it that way. On top of it, um, I just I watch a lot of my stuff. I've talked about our Shocktober, the reason I was able to, I don't know if I'm spoiling here, crown myself the king of uh, Halloween again, Son is uh, watching, you know, I start movies at 10 o'clock and just go in Son to the bitch. end. But yeah, I... I Obviously, I've watched a lot of stuff, Christmas specials. Like, I've watched tons, so I'm not going to go through everything. Mm-hmm. I tried to narrow it down to either, like, the really good picks that I wanted to talk about. Or the about. really bad? Or, no, just the genre. I tried to stick with, like, genre-related okay. stuff mostly. But uh, to get out of the way, um, so I just... you're not going to talk about what they call The Last Noel with Paul Walker? <laughs> No, is that is that such a thing? Jimmy got it for me. I guess he found it at the dollar store because the only reason, like, because it was Paul Walker. That's hilarious. <laughs> Paul Walker. Uh, is he one uh, of the ghosts of Christmas Eve? Yeah. yeah, oh. yeah. Life without you is neither fast nor furious. Ah <laughs> uh, man, we're making fun of him, and he's he's passed away. But um, yeah, this isn't the spirit of like Christmas at all. <laughs> but no, I watched um. The Tick season two from 1995, <laughs> The Tick Love Santa. Okay, is this the animated one? The or animated, the one with yeah, the animated series. Uh, I, I used to love this show. It used to air like every Saturday mornings. I watched this and like X Men and Spider Man, which I believe those both also have Christmas uh, episodes. I know the X Men has the Morlock Christmas, which yeah. I, I didn't get to this year. I don't remember it being very good, but uh, this one's kind of a lot of fun. Uh, a criminal in a Santa suit. He's escaping from a heist, and he uh, gets electrocuted, and Tick is all down. Because because he still believes in Santa, and Santa has died, at least in his eyes, so he kind of loses the spirit of uh, Christmas. It turns out, though, the the electrocution didn't kill the Santa. It actually allows him to create clones of himself, like he can like <laughs> multiply himself. And the more energy he has, the more clones of himself he can create. Yeah. So he's going to like the energy plant, and he's going to create hundreds of thousands of them to, you know, rob, rob everything. Um, and then you have like elves are like these secret agents and they pop down and they you know they need to get tick to get a spirit back so he can stop santa that's the thing too he can't stop this villain because he can't hit santa so they have to convince him that that's not Not the real santa Santa. you got to stop this guy but yeah it's a lot of fun again i'm going to kind of race through these because uh we have a a lot to get through so but i'm going to give it six and a half out of uh, ten it's fun Mm -hmm. um it's not you know the best christmas special or anything but it's fun uh, I watched SNL Presents A Very Gilly Christmas from 2009. Have you seen this? No, I know who Gilly is. That's like um, Chris, uh, Wig. Kristen Wiig, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't grow up with this era of Saturday Night Live. Yeah. I've personally found the character kind of annoying. Oh, yeah? Um, like I she actually, I she pretty that. much does like interludes between yeah. each, and then they do like various. It's kind of like a best of okay, Christmas. Okay, so stuff. it has like the sweaty balls. And, yeah, uh, exactly. I already had, um, I picked up on DVD, I already had the previous SNL Christmas release, which is really good. It has a lot of... Uh, a lot of the better specials, but this one I wanted to pick up because it had more some of the more modern ones like Dick yeah. in a Box. Um, it had a, there was a really good new one. Um, Alec Baldwin is doing reenacting his character from Glenn Gary Glenn Ross, but he's an elf. Oh, that's actually two other amazing. elves, and it's pretty phenomenal if you've seen the movie. Um, actually, speaking of Darlene Love, they she does a song. She still sounds fucking phenomenal. Yeah. But she released a new song for this called Christmas Time for the Jews, and it's a claymation music video. <laughs> That's actually kind of um, So, yeah, some of the, those are some of the new things, skits. And then you had, a, like, a lot of the old ones. But I don't know. My problem is, again, I didn't find the Gilly stuff that f- funny. And then a lot of the newer skits weren't that great either. There was a couple that stood out, but, like, most of the good ones were already on the previous DVD. Yeah. And then you lost some from the previous one to, to make room so for the new stuff. it didn't have, like, the alternate ending of uh, It's a Wonderful No, that, that was on there. Like, most nice. of the best stuff was on yeah. there. You had, of course, Adam Sandler's Hanukkah song. Yeah. You had Steve Martin's Christmas Wish, which is a favorite of mine. Uh, Alec Baldwin's stories, uh, Sweaty Balls, as you mentioned. Martha Stewart's Naked 
yeah. Christmas or Topless Christmas. Mm-hmm. Uh, the alternate ending to It's Wonderful Life was on there. Eddie Murphy's Mr. Robinson. Uh, one of my favorites is Dan Aykroyd's. Dan Aykroyd, is where he's like, yeah, that businessman. <laughs> he's selling all the dangerous it's, toys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, that's probably my favorite Christmas. So it, it, it had most of the good ones. Um, it's about two hours long, but I found it was a little bit too long just because, again, I felt like most of the newer skits weren't you didn't, didn't hold it, up. Eh? I'd rather watch the other one that was mm-hmm. a bit shorter and just had the highlights. But like I said, there was a couple of new ones in there that were worth it. I'm going to still give it seven uh, out of ten. Okay. Um, it was close to making my list because, again, like some of the... Again, some of it, it is great. Yeah, some, for every it's just unfortunate for every great one there'd be a stinker. Mm-hmm. So you're you know you're getting an hour out of you know two hours that are good kind of yeah. thing. But again, that the highlights are really really good. Um, that actually sums up SNL perfectly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, another one that almost made my list: Happy Days season two. This one almost makes my list every year. I love Happy Days. And it's a lot of fun. Guess who's coming to Christmas from 1974? That the one with like Fonz all like porn shit and like the no, he's not poor. You probably are remembering yeah. it, but it's not that he's poor. So um, Howard Cunningham, the dad, yeah. is like, no, I just want to have a strictly family Christmas. No friends, just our family for Christmas. Um, but Richie learns that Fonz, even though Fonz is talking about, oh, I'm going away to my cousins, and they live in this huge family, and they have two trees and gifts and a whole plaster food, and it turns out he's been making that up. Uh, he actually has nowhere to go on Christmas, so he's just alone on Christmas eating his like canned food in his garage. So uh, Richie um, learns this and wants to uh, invite him over for dinner for Christmas. Sorry, uh, yeah, it's 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 the happy days, it's, it's the fun, it's it's fun. It's um, you know, the uh, old man doesn't kick him out like <laughs> like no good sponge hanging out. Well, I think once he realizes, yeah. he kind of feels bad too. I don't know mm-hmm. if I'm spoiling it, but yeah, whatever. Listen, spoilers on. Like, <laughs> I think Christmas episode to you kind of yeah. know I mean that that's the one thing about Christmas episodes unlike Halloween where you never know what's going to happen mm-hmm. Christmas you kind of know it's going to be it's going to it's going to be an episode that's going to like no matter what show it is whether it's a show like an action show like X-Men or Tick or whether it's a, sh- uh, a comedy sitcom whether it's a drama it's all going to be yeah. that Heartwarming Christmas it's, you're tale. Feel in the good end. at yeah, the end. Yeah. So um, I'm going to give it seven out of ten. Though I really enjoy that episode. They, they did a couple other Christmas episodes, but I didn't get to them mm-hmm. uh, the rest of them this year. But uh, I'm, I don't know. I'm a fan of Happy Days. Um, another one that has almost made my list two years, and it really it was so close to making it was tough to take it off. Christmas at Pee Wee's Playhouse, aka oh, Pee Wee Herman's Christmas Special. From I actually love this. Oh, it's, it's, it's fantastic. Like I said, it was so close. Yeah. I knocked out the last second just because I, I don't even know why. It hurts me to mm-hmm. do it. If you haven't seen this Christmas special, it still holds up. Mm-hmm. Like Pee Wee Herman is, is is a funny character. Yeah, like it's not just a kid show. Like he's he has this personality that there's a, there's definitely adult jokes hidden in there. He's kind of a bit of a dick. <laughs> there is one great scene where like we're gonna make potato stickers so he makes a potato uh, snowman and whatnot. And I guess he has Frankie and Annette. Making oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. He's like, well, we have eight hundred of these to make. <laughs> then he's like, all right, well, get on it, guys. And he goes back. And yeah. He comes back like five years later, like. What you haven't done eight hundred of these yet? Well, and every time, yeah, that yeah. that's like an ongoing joke. Like they come in, like let's go play in the snow, and they're like, "Yay, we can come!" And they're like, "Ooh, did you finish those yet? You can't leave yet." Like he's got them almost doing like slave, slave work. Labor. It's amazing. But yeah, and then it has like guest stars galore, like. For this time, like Whoopi Goldberg, it's got Oprah on there, Magic Johnson, Grace Jones, but there are Joan some, Rivers. It is a bit like uh, timely, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like some mm-hmm. of those people definitely, but I mean, at the time, I mean, I, those would have been the top of the game, right? Yeah. Uh, Joan Rivers is in there. Uh, Katie Lang, Little Richard. Mm-hmm. 
Like the Pointer Sisters, not Pointer Sisters, but the weird, yeah, those blonde playing guitar, Zaza Gabor. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I guess a lot of people may not yeah. re- recognize all those names, but it was still a lot of fun. Uh, but yeah, there's like. I don't know. It's just I always forget how much of a prick. Like the whole episode is about Pee Wee Herman wanting this huge list, and yeah. like he's a little bit mean spirited, <laughs> but it's kind of like funny. Like, and then the, the did you catch the joke when he's asking for his whole list at the end? And one of the things he's like, "And I want one of those dolls you fill up with the goopy gooey stuff." <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> Which, considering you know the troubles that uh, yeah. Paul Rubens had, it kind of made me chuckle. And then there's uh, what's her name? Um, is it Zaza Gabor? One of the one of the women on there is made like is like she comes up with a mistletoe oh, yeah? and she's like ooh and then she's gonna go talk to Cherry or the, whatever it is the guy in the ground um, groundy ah. I don't know but and then he's like before you start making out with everyone in the playhouse how about you fork over that gift <laughs> um, and then I love too where he's like the guy's trying to teach him the song from his uh, country Fleas Navidad yeah. he's like Fleas blah 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 <laughs> like he can't do it uh, anyways, I don't know. It's I, I find the show blah blah blah. <laughs> yeah, I find I find it. Uh, I found the special still um, holds up. S- still holds up. Again, I, I don't know if I could go back and watch the whole series. I, yeah, I think but, that might get a bit. But I find again, I just find Halloween Christmas specials are good. Where mm. if you want to, you know, slice of a show, you can. Like this was a big special. I actually watched that little making of uh, Shout Factory released on Blu-ray. Oh yeah, and they talk about how like this was like. I guess this year they did a shorter season, so they they had all this like time and money to do this big special. So that's why they got in all these like actors. Yeah, exactly. And, uh... So this was definitely like the big highlight episode. So if you if you want to watch one to see if the show works for you, this is probably a good place to start. Um, I have some more, but did you watch anything you want to talk about? Or uh, I watched, yeah. Have you seen the Roseanne Christmas? Uh, I, she did a couple, but which one? There's one when like uh, they're looking for uh, someone to play Santa. Okay. And like I guess Dan can't do it. So like she's like, well, listen, I can do it. Like, well, I can be an elf. He's like, okay, well, Santa pays ten bucks an hour. Being an elf pays seven fifty. So like, oh wait, wait a second, that's kind of bullshit. Like, can't I be Santa? So she becomes Santa. Yeah, and it's actually kind of amazing. It's her and Jackie huh. as like the. Uh, do you know what? Do you know what season that was? I actually, I, I do. It's uh, season four, episode twelve. Oh, nice. Yeah, I, I meant to. Yeah. I, I wanted to get through the the Roseanne in the Home Improvement, of course. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but it didn't happen this year because I didn't remember them having that many standouts. Like I know. Yeah, it was good. Like the only fir- the first half was really Christmas because she was working at the uh, deli counter or what have you. And uh, she gets like a Christmas bow. She's like, Christmas bow? She's like, it's a mug. Like, oh, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming, so she, yeah, she's working two jobs. Like it was always. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So standard she's standard in the uh, deli counter. But then it goes into this like tirade of like how Darlene's not talking to her. Yeah, it turns into a family drama. Hmm. But hey, I enjoyed it. I'm going to give it a 6.5 out of 10. Yeah. I watched, uh, I know you watched this movie, so we can mm. both talk about this. Uh, the Christmas Chronicles from 2018. Oh, yeah. Kurt Russell. <laughs> um, so th- this is uh, the new Netflix Christmas special. Mm-hmm. They're hoping it will be the new classic. Um, I don't. I don't. I don't think know it's going it will. to be the new classic. Um, it opens up with a family that's celebrating Christmas throughout the years, and then you learn that the father has passed away, and it's kind of like the standard where the son has now become the troubled teen yeah. and whatnot. The mother's overworked. Uh, the the son in it was actually the lead from uh, the Babysitter uh, oh, yeah, and Summer right. of '84, which is kind of cool. Uh, he's an actor I've been enjoying. Mm-hmm. If you enjoy genre work. But um, I guess the, the sister's going through old um, video footage, and she notices Santa in one of the clips. Like the hand. Or, or, yeah, she thinks it's a, a, 
evidence. So she decides this year she's going to set up a camera to catch Santa. Mm-hmm. The brother gets stuck uh, home alone watching her. And of course, hijinks and Sue, they end up in Santa's sleigh, which uh, startles him. He crashes the sleigh. And, and now he talks. Santa's got to save Christmas. He talks about how, yeah, like the last time this happened was the Dark Ages. Oh, that's and right. He's, it's, it's like a, a race against time where, mm-hmm. you know, the, the longer it goes on without presents getting delivered, the spirit goes down. If they lose all the spirit, once starts getting cranky, then yeah, and stuff. it uh, you know it'll be the end of the world or, mm-hmm. or whatnot. But um, yeah, the, the first chunk of the film was tough to watch. A lot of like kind of found footage style shooting. Yeah. I, I thought I read that originally this was going to be a found footage Christmas oh, okay. film about them trying to catch evidence of Santa. But really, the reason you're watching this this movie Kurt Russell right Kurt Russell the, the only reason this movie is actually on anyone's radar is yeah, Kurt Russell yeah he fucking makes the film that yeah. he is so good like anytime he was on screen I was mm-hmm. loving it it's like if they had him on screen the whole movie this could have been a, a classic yeah. Christmas film but um, yeah unfortunately I mean and then there was like there's these elves which our son enjoyed but I thought they were pretty yeah. terrible they were like CGI like it felt like a completely like different like the, film uh, the, uh, the flossing dance and stuff like that they just didn't they feel yeah. like out, out of a yeah. totally different film like the way Santa looked and everything else was kind of like in this real world and the way yeah. you're having like these kids filming him on the camera and then you have these CGI cartoony like yeah. it just yeah. stood out for me and it was kind of weird too they were kind of like violent did you know it's like the one scene they're going to like chainsaw yeah. the kid it's like what it's the true. fuck like, chainsaw his crotch right yeah, like, yeah. I well I thought this whole film was kind of all over the place. Like, what is the target audience? Because I yeah. thought some stuff was inappropriate for young kids. Like, there's a gang that's going to beat up the kid. Yeah. And they're going to, like, kill him. Yeah, and steal a sack or steal something. Steal the like sack, that. And the Santa sack. But then other stuff, it's like it was really family and cheesy. Mm-hmm. I don't know who the target audience is, but I do know that, yeah, Kurt Russell is fucking amazing. Yeah. Um, there's a great scene where he's in prison. Doing the Santa Claus blues? Like yeah, singing. the Santa Claus blues, which was awesome. Yeah, I, I don't know. What what, did, what would you give it out of 10? It was hard. I, Kurt Russell was so good, but I still think I'm five out of five. Like, I don't think I'm watching this movie Five out again. of five? So uh, 5.5 <laughs> 5 out of uh, 10. five and a half. Yeah, I think I would give it six. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I would probably watch it again because Kurt Russell is so good, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's another one of Netflix's... Nah, it was okay. Yeah. <laughs> um. That that was the non kind of genre related stuff I wanted to run through. I have some more genre that again I'll, I'll race through because yeah. I watched a lot of anthology Christmas specials and all of these I don't want to give away the ending. So yeah, uh, I watched Twilight Zone season three, five characters in search of an accent from nineteen sixty one. Have you seen this one? No. So it opens up an army major awakens in a small room with no idea who he is or how he got there. Inside this small room, there's also a clown, a ballet dancer, a bagpiper, and a tramp. And they all are trying to figure out... I've seen this movie. It ends sexy, doesn't it? <laughs> uh, no, no, not this one. Uh, they all begin to question how they got there and, more importantly, how to escape. So it's them trying to escape out of this room. It's like Saw. <laughs> um, I'm not going to spoil it. Mm-hmm and spoil why or how it's Christmas, but I would just say it is Christmas. It was a really fun, cool ending. Uh, I'm going to give it 7 out of 10. Again, another one that could have made my list. It's something maybe next year it will. I'm going to watch it again, but it was really fun. Um, Twilight Zone is always fantastic. I mean, even a bad Twilight Zone is good. I watched uh, also from Season 3, The Changing of the Guard from 1962. Uh, This one, um, Professor contemplates suicide after being forced to retire. Uh, he feels like he didn't make a difference in the world, and then he's visited by ghosts of his former students. Oh, his students um, dead? 
Yeah, because yeah. this is like in the so this would have been around the like war. they went to the war, yeah, and they explained the difference he made in yeah. their lives, which allowed them to do certain things before they died. So it, it's kind of like a take on "It's a Wonderful Life" or a "Christmas Carol," I guess. Uh, I'm gonna give it six out of ten. It okay. was um, it was good, but not as good as the yeah, other. yeah, and it didn't it didn't have like the you know the fun ending that the yeah. other one had. Uh, Night Gallery season two, The Messiah on Mott Street from 1971. I'm listening. Uh, this one, uh, pretty much this um, this old man who's uh, in charge of his grandson is dying, and the kid goes searching for the Messiah to save him, And the, but the grandfather knows that death is coming for him, and there's some cool imagery there of, of mm-hmm. the shadow of, of death. Um and uh, and he he's also poor and he's going to lose his house and all this stuff. So, it's it's a fun little story. Uh, I'm going to give it a six out of ten again. So I'm not going into too much detail for these because yeah. a lot of these things I don't want to spoil when it comes to an anthology. But uh, and again, maybe next year I'll talk a bit more about them. Uh, Monsters season three, a new woman from 1990. Have you heard of the anthology series Monsters? It was kind of like Tales from the Dark Side. There's low budget, but it was done by special effects people. So the special effects creature, like practical effects, were is great. But yeah. again, everything else was lesser. Not so good. Um, and same case of this one. Uh, pretty much, you have a greedy wife who um, is trying to get her dying rich husband to give her control over his buildings uh, for the poor that she plans to sell. Oh. And the doctor wants him to sign them over so they can stay for the poor people. Uh, so it's kind of, uh, and then he's she's visited by ghosts, kind of like a again like a Christmas Carol. Uh, and he's going to scare her straight. The highlight again is when you're getting into the, you know, the future, and the yeah. the, the husband is now dead, and he's like the zombie, and it's like this bubbling, gross face. Oh, like it honestly amazing. made my skin crawl. But um, I don't know. It, it wasn't great. I'm going to give it five and a half out of ten. Okay. And then I watched uh, two tales from the dark side episode, season three, seasons of belief, from 1986. Um, again, the, the whole problem with the tales from the dark side, no budget. Sometimes the acting wasn't great. Mm-hmm. In this case, it's all in one room, which isn't a bad thing. But yeah. this is this was kind of a cool story, and this may make my list next year. Uh, so it's Christmas Eve. Two kids are saying how they no longer believe in Santa. They're bored. They just want to watch TV. And the parents say, well, we'll tell you a story instead. Uh, E.G. Marshall plays the father. And they tell a story of a creature called the Grither that every time you say its name, it gets bigger and stronger. And um, if, if you don't, finish the story in time it will appear and come for you so the whole story is that's just actually kind of cool the whole story is just these parents in this sinister way telling this story it's to almost these two like, a, kids. like a campfire tale yeah exactly that's cool man um again weak acting from the kids very low budget but there's a really fun cool gag at the end i don't want to spoil but i thought it was just kind of an interesting little twist like mm-hmm. it's like this weird i don't know just i didn't expect to hear a story about a creature coming Ooh. at you i guess it could kind of be like krampus or whatever but i'm gonna give it six and a half out of ten okay um it's one i want to watch again again it kind of threw me off i didn't know where it was going yeah. and stuff but uh, i thought it was kind of fun and then uh tales from the dark side season four the yattering and jack from 1987 this was written by clive barker actually awesome uh, about a man who receives a visit from a yattering, which is a three-foot-tall demon who wants to claim his soul for Satan himself. Like, huh. Satan sends him and is like, you got to get this guy. Um, and he's like, oh, If you can't. don't get it, it's your ass, yattering. Yeah. <laughs> Such a weird, strange story. Very low budget. Um, I, I didn't really enjoy this one. Well, he's like, like, like um, uh, almost like a smooth salesman, this yattering. Like, yeah, man. No, he's here? just like, he's just going around, like, causing, like, stuff to fall off yeah. and all this stuff. And then the guy catches him and i guess if you catch him then he has to do your bidding i don't know 
I didn't enjoy it that much. Four and a half out of ten. All right. It's like a lot of these Tales in the Dark episodes that, I mean, Adam talked about a lot in Shocktober. There's a lot of great ideas in there, but they were held back by the budget. Like, yeah. it's too bad. That's a show that I would love to see come back. And a lot of those scripts, I think, like could be HBO reused. kind of deal? Like, do like a Tales I, I, of the Crypt? Yeah, exactly. Reaction? Like, just because there's a lot the of great side. ideas, but they just needed a bigger budget, better acting. Didn't they try to do it again with, like, Joe Hell writing? Yeah, he did uh, the pilot. He wrote, mm-hmm. like, three stories for a pilot, and it never for some reason never got picked up yeah. um, but I, I just read actually we know Twilight Zone is coming back and I just read actually Creep Show is going to get an anthology series oh awesome um, so maybe they some did. of these can come in there yeah. but um, yeah I don't know it's just kind of cool that like I went searching and like there's a lot of like Christmas episodes yeah. out there like pretty much pick your favorite show and and search that show Christmas and Google and you can find like I never had heard of any of these so that's crazy right? it was kind of fun um I'm almost done. I also watched Millennium Season 2, Midnight of the Century from 1997, another one that could have made my list. What? I don't remember this one. This one is a lot like uh, the Halloween episode that I believe hasn't made my list before. I've talked about before, though, The Curse of Frank Black. Mm-hmm. It's the same kind of the thing where the episode doesn't really go anywhere. It doesn't, like uh, the, the other episodes, there's no really plot. He's yeah. not after a killer. It's more of just this episode that has this really cool atmosphere and there's just, I don't know, it's hard, it's hard to explain it, but like watching it, there's just this really cool feeling watching it. In this case, it's about Frank. He gets, uh, he ignores his estranged father who's trying to contact him on Christmas. At the same time, he learns that his daughter drew a picture of an angel and he recognizes the picture and realizes that it's the exact same picture, like identical to the one he drew that his mom helped him draw. His mom passed away shortly after and his daughter saying she was visited by his okay. mother angel. and she helped him uh, draw this angel. But it's just, yeah, it's hard to explain. It's just really, really cool episode just has this great atmosphere a lot of flashbacks there's like this eeriness throughout um but it's also fun he's trying to like find a gift for his daughter and it just doesn't work out like he buys you know he gets a toy store and they're all really obnoxious and like oh she's not gonna like that <laughs> no you don't want to get her that trust me that's last year's toy and he gets it and then of course she's like i already have that so he needs to return it find something else and like it's like jingle all the way but with the yeah with with frank black um but yeah i don't know i'm gonna give it seven out of ten i really dug it um but again you just it's there's it's an episode where kind of nothing really happens, yeah. but it has like this something about it. I'm almost done here. I just I also watched some Christmas horror films. Yeah. I know you watched a couple of these, so let's let's talk about them. Uh, hopefully, none of these made your list. All the creatures were storing on Shutter from 2018. Yeah, I was so excited about this movie. It's a Christmas anthology horror movie. Like, yeah, boom. Directed by um, Rebecca McKendry and her husband, I believe. Uh, if you listen to Shockwave podcast, one of the best um, horror podcasts out there, in my mm-hmm. opinion, they, they're like made up. I think she used to be a writer for Fangoria, then she worked for Blumhouse. I know mm-hmm. one of the guys is a producer for Blumhouse. He produced the Halloween film. Someone like they're, they're all all the hosts have some connection yeah, to they're in the various game. horror media outlets. But um, yeah, I was excited about this one as well. I know they've been talking about it leading up to it the past year. And I, it was a bit of a mixed bag for me and, and yeah. more so on the negative side. Would, yeah. would you, how'd you feel about it? I kind of enjoyed the wraparound. Really? I didn't. Yeah. I didn't. So the wraparound is this couple, they're on a blind date on Christmas Eve and they end up in like a, one of those like community yeah, performing like arts a, theater. A black box theaters, theaters kind of deal. And it's like, so these four people on stage act out the, um, the story. The story and then it leads into the, the, yeah. the segment. 
Um, well, let's just talk about it. So the yeah. first one was called The Stockings Were Hung. This is kind of an office Christmas party. They're mm-hmm. doing one of those like Yankee swap yeah. Christmas exchange things, but it's a mix of saw. Someone is taking yeah. over, trapped them in the room, and he's like making them open presents, and some of them will like shoot you in the head and various yeah. horror gags. My problem with this story, and really all the stories, they all kind of felt unfinished, anticlimactic. Like yeah. it's like they ran out of money or time. Like this one, like... Once it starts getting cool, it's interesting. Then they cut away, yeah. And then it's just like the story's over, and it's like, oh, that's what I thought too. And then like the second story was um, Dash Away All again, a really cool story. This guy is um, gets trapped out of his car on Christmas Eve after a day of shopping. The parking lot's empty, which makes no sense because if he got out right when the mall ended, yeah. I don't know if you've ever left a mall Same. on Christmas Eve. Yeah. That parking lot is full, but um, that's that's your takeaway from this story. Yeah. Like, everything else you believe, yeah, just a parking lot not being. <laughs> but anyway, so the parking lot's empty, and there's one van there. He goes talks to two women in the van, and it turns out that oh, should we, do we? Spoil I don't it? know. It's, it's 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 weird. Fuck it. Let's put. Yeah. It turns out that they're stuck in this van, kind of babysitting this demon creature. Mm-hmm. And you have to stay within, like, again, great. there's a lot of great ideas yeah. in, the, in this anthology. They have to stay within this area of this creature or else it will kill them if you try to leave this kind of invisible circle yeah. that's around it. And they're cursed with it, so they're going to try to pass it on to this guy. Again, though, once it gets going and you find out about this and you're all excited, oh, what's going to happen? Boom, it ends. That's it. And it's like, oh, like... The best part about anthologies are always like that fun ending, and it's yeah. like you didn't get that in any of this. It's like they would tell you that do this cool setup, and then it would end before you ever did anything with yeah. this setup. Uh, the next one, all through the house, is kind of a horror take, even though Christmas Carol is kind of already a mm-hmm. horror take um, with an anti-Christmas. He's like an anti-Christmas he, he's jerk, like stealing people's uh, Christmas ornaments. And- yeah, um, but again, it was like. I thought it was pointless. It was yeah. rushed. It didn't really do anything. Mm-hmm. That we, you know, it's like instead of a Christmas carol, it was like these creatures that haunt him. I thought that was kind of like, but it didn't. Yeah, I don't know. I felt I thought it was pointless. And then finally, we had. Um, sorry, not that there was two two more. Yeah. Arose such a clatter. A man accidentally runs down a reindeer. I thought this one was terrible. And he stalked at home. The reindeer stalks him at his home and tries to kill him. Yeah, like again, it's all from first person. Yeah, we never really see there. Yeah, it was just like again very college student like I had to I felt like one of those like you have 24 hours to film something yeah that's what it felt like it didn't really go anywhere and like it didn't look that cool no and then the last one was in a twinkling a man who is um, you find out that like I guess either on a full moon or Christmas Eve I don't know he's visited by these alien creatures he's like he's telling I thought this one was kind of cool he tells his girlfriend not to come down and you see him like chaining himself up um, and then she ends up surprising him with her friends Mm. it was kind of weird and interesting but again I didn't I don't know if I felt like it went anywhere. Um, the other problem is, again, like these fucking these rich people from yeah. Shockwaves all live in L.A. or whatever. Yeah. So you never really got that Christmas atmosphere. I don't think yeah. there was snow in any... Well, that's a problem with like LA, a lot of these right? indie, like, A lot of these indie Christmas specials, mm-hmm. yeah, you never get snow, which is really unfortunate. Like, can't mm-hmm. you... I don't know. Go somewhere where there's snow and just film for free. <laughs> Come down here. Film in Canada. Yeah. We'll let you. We'll hang like, out I with you. I think, yeah, exactly. We could do a shitty one. At take, least take at a, least we would nail the Christmas atmosphere with the yeah. lights and the, the snow. Take, you know take, what I mean? Take a cue from the Christmas Chronicles. Come on down. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I don't know. Yeah. Again, I, I thought um, the whole thing was like lacking that Christmas feel, that mm-hmm. atmosphere. Um, I don't know. Like I, I thought there, there was a lot of all the stories kind of had interesting ideas. But everything just felt unfinished and half-assed, and like I don't know. I agree. I can't think of one segment that I was like, "Wow, they really nailed." Like all segments, I was like, 
excited the first half, and then when it ended, I was like, oh, where's the mm-hmm. rest of that? Even the actual wraparound, I thought it could have been so cool, but it built up something really interesting, and it just kind of stops. And then a fucking false advertisement. The poster is this really cool broken ornament. And yeah, there's like this a creature coming out. With sticking his hand out. That's not in the movie. At all. So, I don't know, man. I, I didn't... Yeah. I could see myself watching it again just because I love Christmas horror. Mm. I'll watch even the you shit. You probably just watch like a Christmas horror story and like, boom. Yeah, that's the thing. There, there's, that's the problem with this. There's better options. Um, what are you going to give uh, all the creatures we're stirring? I got to give five. Yeah, I, I give it five and a half. Um, it will not be making my top ten no. of the year. I didn't hate it like the next film I'm going to talk about, but it was just such a huge disappointment yeah. for me. Um, so the other one I watched also on Shudder. So, so far, I'm zero for two on Shudder. Uh, Christmas Presents, a.k.a. Why Hide, also from 2018. Uh, this is a British horror film. A group of friends gather at a remote lodge, and then this supernatural force uses the group's fears against them. I got through about... 20, 25 minutes of this, like, I just can't stand these characters anymore. That, I've heard that a lot, actually. I was reading yeah. reviews, and I heard that a lot. The characters but, are super annoying. That being said, I did enjoy the fact that they weren't the typical... Yeah, they weren't your... St- I was glad, too, that they weren't your stereotypical hot 20-something girl. Going into a cottage. Like, there's, like, an overweight... Yeah. Not overweight, but kind of like a, you a know... frumpy, like, a lesbian. Frumpy, um, you know, all of them are kind of, yeah. like, in their 30s, 40s. Yeah, that old alcoholic with the graying hair. And, yeah, uh, that, and actually, most of them were, were gay couples, I believe, yeah. other than the one girl. Yeah, and that, the, the dude, right? They had, like, that one alcoholic. Oh, yeah, yeah, the, the, the guy with the black girlfriend, yeah. which, again... Yeah, so they're kind of hitting all those taboos that you don't normally see. I yeah. guess, I don't know, I guess a white guy dating a black girl isn't really yeah, ta- wait, taboo in this day and age. like George Jefferson over here. <laughs> but, so, but, but I don't know, thinking about that, you still don't see that a lot in yeah. films, right? Like, I, I don't think it's a big deal anymore, yeah. but it's like, yeah, you, you don't, it's usually I feel like, like a bunch of like white, really attractive yeah. dudes going to like yeah. this abandoned cottage. Exactly. There might be like a, the odd... So I did. I did like yeah. this kind of, you know, had an, an interesting, unique kind of mix of characters. Yeah. I enjoyed, like you said, the butch, uh, tough mm-hmm. kind of lesbian woman with, you know, always eating the cheese. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought she was a fun character. Even the, the the gay, really obnoxious, really gay guy that's like um, that they meet first at the household. He was fucking annoying, but at yeah. least he 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 was something. You know what I mean? Like. They were definitely all, um, what's what I'm looking for? Whether you do like a character, like characters. They weren't yeah. characters, they were yeah. characters, I guess. But they at least didn't blend yeah. in, you know what I mean? Yeah. They stood out. But yeah, you didn't get through it. I, I did finish it, and it, it wasn't very good. It just, did it pay off or no? It's a real mess of a film. Like, I don't even know what, like, at times it felt like it's trying to be Evil Dead, then it was trying to be a haunted house flick. Then, you know, the, I don't know if I'm spoiling, but then there's kind of a serial killer aspect to it. Um, you find out that the lead woman, her sister, vanished when they were it's, children it at this way, cottage. Right? Yeah, so that's thrown in there. Like it, it almost felt like they had all these ideas and they threw them in, but then didn't really know what to do with them. And they it. didn't. None of them blended well, and it was mm-hmm. just. I just thought the film was a mess. I did not enjoy this uh, at all. It mm. may even be the worst horror film I've seen this year. Oh, get out of here. Uh, I'm going to give it two and a half out of ten. <laughs> okay. So I don't feel bad shutting it off. No. Okay. And I'm, you know, I usually give yeah. a point or two for movies that are Christmas, so that's probably the, yeah. where the two points <laughs> yeah, the came saving from. grace. Hey, at least they had snow. I'll give them that. Right. But, um, yeah, I thought it sucked. Uh, so mm-hmm. zero for two. Ooh. 
So Shutter's not doing YouTube. No, right. you know you can watch Terrifier or like the uh, Witch in the Window. Or... I've seen Terrifier. Yeah, I have a couple on there. I'm yeah. excited to watch for our best of the year list. So I'm gonna get through the the ones that I have mm-hmm. heard are good. Stillborn. Again, these two I didn't really hear much about. It was just like they're Christmas. I want to watch them yeah. before Christmas because they're not something. They're some the films I would have wanted to watch for 2018. At least yeah. all the creatures we're storing. Maybe not necessarily the other one, but I wanted to watch them. I didn't want to watch them after Christmas. So Where I did you check them. out Summer of '84? That I actually saw on a streaming service. Unfortunately, okay. it, it, the only Blu-ray release it got was a burnt Blu-ray uh, disc, or you can get a press DVD. So I'm not really down with that. So I've mm-hmm. held out buying it, but it was on. It was on. Um, it's on Shutter. On Canopy, and it oh, is okay. on Shutter as awesome. well. Yeah. Okay, I know we're running late. I got a couple more. I'm going to really rush through, but don't worry. When we get to our top ten, some of those I I won't have as much to say about. This is. I feel like this part is kind of like me getting through a lot of the horror <laughs> stuff. Anyway, uh, I watched. Um, Again, I just tried to watch so much for this list that I wanted to get through a lot of Christmas films I hadn't seen that I've heard were good. Uh, so I watched Silent Night, Bloody Night. Ooh. So not to be confused with Silent, Silent Night, Night, Deadly Dark Night, a.k.a. Night of the Dark New Moon, a.k.a. Death Hells from 1972. It had various... This film was a bit of a, a mess when it was released. I think it was filmed in 1970, but not released until two years later. And it starts Patrick O'Neill and called actress Mary Wonoff. You may recognize her. She did like all the Corman flicks, like Death oh, Race 2000. Okay. She was a Night of the Comet, Terrorvision, huge list of uh, cult films. So it's always fun seeing her. Um, the film is kind of interesting, but yeah, unfortunately, it's a bit messy. So it opens up 1950 of a man runs out of a house engulfed in flames. He dies. You learn that he was the owner of the house. He has passed down the house to his grandson. And now, and then it opens up, we have um, a lawyer is coming with his mistress. He's trying to sell the house for the grandson. He wants to get rid of it. He needs money quickly. And he's going to sell it back to the townspeople. They want it for whatever reason. Yeah. Like the the main group of the townspeople, the mayor and all that kind of stuff. Um, and then throughout, you get flashbacks and you find out what went on in this house. Um how these townspeople connect to this house, how what was going on. Like, you, you, I don't want to spoil too much, but the house used to be an insane asylum. Oh, and um, he had a daughter that was in the, the asylum. He set up and hired all the best doctors for her and everything. I won't spoil too much after that. But anyways, we are 20 years later. Sorry, I forgot to mention we're 20 years later with the lawyer trying to sell the house. And the, the lawyer and the mistress is going to stay the night at the house. I don't know if I'm spoiling. It happens pretty quickly, but... They get knocked off, and there's someone going around killing various people. Townspeople? Um, townspeople. Uh, the grandson does come back. He's in the picture. And so him and the mayor's daughter, which is what Wolnoff, are trying to figure out what's going on and who's doing these murders. And you also have like some weird calls over the phone, kind of like Black Christmas. Awesome. I don't know which was first. Was it this or Black, Black Christmas? Black Christmas, probably. Black Christmas in 1974. So yeah, this was actually before Black Christmas, but this has like kind of the weird calls. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't want to say too much else, but... Oh, and you do learn too, again, I'm not spoiling that someone did escape from a mental asylum present in present time. Does it just play, take place of, at Christmas? It does take place okay. at Christmas, yeah. So he's not in like a Santa suit going around? Uh, no, yeah. no, it doesn't... It's more like it has the snow, it kind of has the mm-hmm. feeling... I don't know if you hear any Christmas music carols or something. I, I forget how it's Christmas... Yeah, I don't know. It was interesting, but again, a bit messy. It was one of those films that, like, 
it should have been worked out better in the script stage. Like it was yeah. kind of confusing at times, and the way it was all put together. Um, I'm going to still give it a six out of ten. It was worth a watch. I mean, I'm excited. I know Vinegar Syndrome has a great release uh, transfer of this. They released digitally or something awesome. to stream, but they haven't put it on Blu-ray, and everyone's been waiting for them to finally. Because I, I, I wouldn't mind seeing it again in, mm. in better quality. Uh, it, it seems like something they put out. They put out a lot of like mediocre films, yeah. but they do a great job with the transfer and the extras and the cover. That you know, I would definitely pick it up that way. Uh, speaking of vinegar syndrome i watched blood beat from 1983 um this movie has a fucking awesome slip cover one of my favorite covers and i was so excited this is a story a ghost samurai killing people on christmas how can <laughs> that be bad <laughs> um so a woman and her uh, boyfriend are visit her family's coming down for christmas we learn that the mother has been plagued by visions and the son's girlfriend also has these visions, and there's like this weird connection when they meet, this weird awkward tension as they stare at each other. Anyways, soon after, the ghost samurai awakens um, and goes on a rampage, killing various people. Of course he does. For some reason, the son's girlfriend has some kind of connection to this ghost samurai. She orgasms hardcore. Every time he goes out, like she can kind of see his oh, vision as he goes out yeah. killing people. And she just like has these like insane orgasms. <laughs> This is a fucked up film. The film is cheap. It's shot poorly. The acting is atrocious. The editing is a mess. It sounds amazing. Really though. pointless dialogue. Like the director, I feel like was trying to do this serious art house film. Yeah. And it's just a piece of shit. All the deaths are forgettable. It was not good. It was nah. dull. It was boring. Um, I don't know. I've seen people that really enjoyed this, so maybe it's just me. But I, I did not have a fun time with this. I'm gonna give it four out of ten. Oh, I, that stinks. Yeah, how do you have such a concept yeah. and fuck it up? The last one I want to talk about, though, that did live up... Well, I, I don't know if I'd say it lived up to the hype either, but it was kind of fun. To All a Good Night from 1980. Uh, it opens up uh, like all these slasher films do. You have uh, you know a prank gone wrong, a bunch of sorority girls. I don't know what game they're playing. They're trying to scare some <laughs> their friend, pretending they're chasing them to kill him. But anyways, the girl goes off the, the railing and dies... And now we cut to two years later. Um, some of those girls, some new ones, are deciding they're going to stay back on Christmas vacation in the um, the school. And they've invited up some guys um, oh. that are going to come and party with them. Uh, so while this is going on, there's a killer in a Santa suit knocking them off one by one. The film is insanely stupid. Uh, a lot of <laughs> stupid, like the plot, the dialogue, it's all stupid. But... There's quite a decent amount of body count, and the deaths are kind of, they're pretty creative, and you get it, so you get yeah. a lot of them. Uh, the setting and the atmosphere, of course, like a lot of these indie films, are lacking the snow yeah. and all that, the Christmas spirit. But I still had fun with it. If Again, if you want kind of a bad, goofy slasher film, you know, th- this would maybe do a double feature with this in Silent Night, Deadly Night 2 oh. or something like that. <laughs> maybe not quite, it's not quite that bad level. Well, maybe it is actually. I don't know. It's pretty stupid, but I had fun with it. I'm going to give it 6 out of 10. Awesome. Not a great film by any means, but, uh, you know. Watchable? Yeah, I, I would say out of, you know, out of Bloodbeat and, and Silent Night, um, it's probably the most entertaining to watch. It's the one that I think would have been fun to watch with some friends and some beers yeah. just to make fun of it. But I think, yeah, that that's everything. I, again, I, I watched so much. Yeah, I, yeah, what kind I of watched thing? a ton more that I, yeah. I had to narrow it down to like, I wanted to definitely talk about all like the tales from the dark side yeah. crypt and, or sorry, tales, uh, Twilight Zone stuff that maybe people didn't know about and some of these obscure kind of horror films that not a lot of people knew about. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, I'm not going to talk about all the, the kids stuff I watched and whatnot. But uh, anything you want to 
No, I think that's good for me. Well, let's just jump in. The reason why we're here, folks. Presents! Um, Yeah, yeah, let's yeah, I forgot about that actually. Uh, we're gonna do our our annual gift exchange. We'll try to give you that sound effect you'll hear what we're opening. Uh, yeah, here we go. Okay, well, yeah, we're going to do a little gift exchange here. Oh, do you want to go first? Uh, sure. Uh, I'll, I'll go first, and you open this. Okay. Okay, what could this be? So remember, ruffle that uh, yeah. wrapping paper up to the microphone. Give people those atmosphere. lovely wrapping job, too. I actually did that myself. Really? Uh, so it's really hard to get Matty a uh, Blu-rays, because I don't know what he owns, but... <laughs> I know he didn't own this one. <laughs> I stopped buying you presents because, like, the thing is, like, you will buy shit like two weeks before Christmas. Like, yeah. oh, he doesn't have this. Like, I'll buy this for him. Like, hey, this is what I just picked Actually, up. <laughs> That's why I stopped buying you, trying to buy you shit. <laughs> well, I'm just suggesting Maddie needs to get on DV aficionado, so I know what he doesn't own. <laughs> but, oh, awesome! No, I know you don't own that one. I still have yours. Because you still have my copy you borrowed from a year ago, motherfucker. <laughs> this is my way of saying return my copy. It is Blade Runner 2049. But it's also an awesome movie that I yeah. knew you didn't own. And you own the first Blade yeah, Runner, Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, I do. I actually might watch Nah, I gotta... Yeah. You oh, need to watch funny. it. Yeah. Fuck, it's good, man. I, I it's know. incredible. I think it was... It Was it my favorite movie last year? It was yeah, in the I top three. Yeah, it was in the top three. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, that's something I might do. Part one of your gift and part two... I'm really excited about this. Oh, get out of here. Creepshow the comic? <laughs> oh, this is amazing. So the original is obviously impossible to find. Yeah. But they, they redid the the uh, Creepshow comic book, but they redid this it the same way. It is amazing. Yeah, it's it's pretty incredible. Oh, dude. I heard it's a little bit different than the movie, too. There's some stuff that didn't make the movie. But it actually has like all like, the cutaways. Yeah, yeah, it actually yeah. looks like the actual movie. This is fucking awesome. Thanks, buddy. No problem. And the, the art in it, I love... Um, uh, who did the... Is it Bernie? Bernie Wrightson did the art? Or? Yeah, Bernie Wrightson. Yeah, so he did like all those... The art for a lot of those horror books around that oh, time. I think he's still... I don't know. Is he still around? Amazing. But, yeah. Even the crate? Look at this. Yeah. It actually looks like the characters. Like... Oh, this is fucking awesome, man. Yeah. Thanks, buddy. No problem. <laughs> I kind of want to just continue reading this. <laughs> okay, I'm going to open mine. So, funny story. Uh, Maddie did wrap up. <laughs> I don't have any. Our son, uh, it was underneath the tree, and our, our son ripped it open. I have not seen what it is, though. My White fiance quickly uh, wrapped it up for me again. But um, there's no wrapping papers in a box. Um, I so, tried. <laughs> so, I'll do the box ruffling there. Nice. Have you seen this? I was actually looking to purchase this. This is fucking amazing. Paperbacks from hell. Yeah, this is a really cool. I know about this. Uh, this is a book that um, it pretty much focuses on all the horror novels from the like the seventies, eighties. Yeah, I've heard. I've heard it's incredible, and I heard some of the art in this is absolutely insane. Yeah, it's, it's all full color. I heard the worst part about it is though, you get excited, a book sounds so cool. And you can't find it. Yeah, I heard like from when this book was released, a lot of these books you could find for, they might have been 10 bucks or now like $100. Like everything skyrocketed after this. Um, but again, I've also heard he kind of runs over the, the highlights of books, so maybe you don't have to read them all. Yeah. Um, no, this is incredible. I've, I've wanted this uh, for a while. I've, I've heard about this. Did you write an inscription? No. <laughs> Why did you? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> From one maniac to another, I hope you dig this book about books. Merry Christmas, Rod. Heart, Maddie. Huh? <laughs> nice. Now this is this is uh, right? this is awesome. 
Uh, I'm gonna read this when we finish. Ooh, Jaws. Yeah, <laughs> I like how they even have some of like the ones based on movies that were way. I feel like Jaws was in there and yeah. whatnot. Keeper of the Children, The Doll Castle. Don't these sound insane? Yeah, like they need to make movies of these. <laughs> uh, cool, thank you. Yeah, no worries, buddy. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Uh, yeah, I think those we both did pretty good on it. Yeah, this yeah, year. yeah, we did all right. Um, okay, well, I guess uh, let's jump into it. Do you want to do movies first, or let's maybe do TV episodes first? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so before we jump into our list, I just wanted to run down. Again, we can't reuse picks from last year, so I'm just going to read them out. So if you're wondering why this or that didn't make the list, it's probably because we had it on last year, or because uh, the holiday hipster is back. Um, so Maddie, for uh, TV, or sorry, for uh, my TV picks last year, I had number five, Slider, season three, season greetings. Number four was Prep and Landing. Number three, The Office, season two, Christmas Party. Number two, The Real Ghostbusters, Xmas Marks the Spot, and number one was The X-Files Season 6, How the Ghost Stole Christmas. Uh, you had for last year your TV picks. Number five, you had The Simpsons Season 7, Marge Be Not Proud. Number four, you had Community Season 2, Abid's Uncontrollable Christmas. Number three, Futurama Season 2, Xmas Story. Number two, 30 Rock Season 3, Christmas Special. And number one, you had Tales from the Crypt Season 1 and All Through the House, of course, the classic. Yeah. Uh, and then films last year, I had number five, Santa's Sleigh. Number four, The Santa Claus. Number three, The Night Before. Number two, The Ref. And number one, Krampus. Uh, you had number five, Scrooge. And number four, It's a Wonderful Life. Number three, A Christmas Horror Story. Number two, Rare Exports, A Christmas Tale. And number one, A Christmas Evil. So again, we are not allowed to repeat any of those. But I can use some from your list yeah, and you I can, can use, use some from yours. my list. Uh, so with that, I guess let's start. Maddie, do you want to start off with your uh, number five TV pick? My number five, I actually watched this morning. I'm a, like way here. That's why I was a bit late. Have you seen The Night of the Meek from The Twilight Zone? Uh, the original or the 80s one? The original. Yeah. Oh, it fantastic. is amazing. This guy is like a uh, mall Santa, but he's a bit of a drunkard. But he's like, I guess, living in like the tenements of yeah. the city. He's like, I, I am so uh, he's so disenfranchised with everything. Yeah, exactly. He he's drinking because the world is just so shitty. Yeah, like, around he's, him, he can't do anything about the poor. Seeing all the I, poor I can either kids. drink or I can weep. And yeah, it's a lot more subtle. <laughs> he knows like the kids. All, so many kids are not going to get anything for Christmas, mm-hmm. and like, so what's the point? It's like, yes, this kid is going to get something that's visiting the Santa, but what about all the kids that aren't? You need know I mean? something. So he finds this magical sack, and he just like everything that you want. He pulls out. Hey, you want a toy? Here you go. You and it's Art Carney playing him from it, the Honeymooners. He is so good in this. Yeah, so good in this. Uh, it's fantastic. Yeah, I, I had a blast. With it. Like, I think I might be watching this every year, and it kind of has like a nice little like uh, punch at the end too. I thought. Oh yeah, it's it's very fun. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna. This is on my list somewhere. Uh, okay, okay. Well, <laughs> but, we'll talk. No, we'll talk about okay, it later. Okay, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, but yeah, it's so, it's a great one. So, what's your number five? My number five is. Um, I had to throw it on there. Batman the animated series, <laughs> just the complete series, just got released on Blu-ray. It's my favorite. I don't know if I mentioned this. It's my favorite cartoon of all the time. Better than The Simpsons. Better than everything. I love this cartoon. I think it's a masterpiece. Um, even as an adult, I don't think it's like I'm not watching it for nostalgia. Like You're I'm actually watching, watching these episodes, and they hold up. Um, so they did a Christmas episode called. It was actually the first episode of the yeah, series called Chris, Christmas with the Joker from 1992. Um, the, 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 I had to throw it on my list. Uh, it's Christmas Eve. Robin just wants to stay home and watch It's a Wonderful Life, which Batman has never seen. But he's set on patrolling the streets, even though 
Robin's like, no one's going to rob. Yeah. Like, it's dead on here. Let's go home. And, you know, they, they see, like, someone, yeah, a, they, a woman gra- drops a purse, and he grabs it, and he's like, see? And he goes to catch the criminal, but the criminal just gives it back to the lady. He's like, sorry, you dropped this. There's no crime out there, but the Joker, of course, escapes, yeah. singing his famous, like, jingle, jingle bells. bells, Batman smells, <laughs> Robin laid an egg. Um but anyways, he escapes and captures Commissioner Gordon, reporter Summer Gleason, and Detective Harvey Bullock. He's got them tied up with wrapping paper and stuff. And um, Batman has till midnight to solve his little riddles and find him, or he's going to blow them up or something. So it's a lot of fun. It's you know, there's a great scene where uh, Batman is fighting the the Nutcracker suite is playing, and he has to fight these giant robot Nutcrackers yeah. and killer planes and toys and everything. Um, there's snow and Christmas throughout the episode um i really dug it uh yeah it's fantastic and again it's probably not the best the show has to offer but it's still a really good episode it's a good way to start the and uh, uh series. yeah again i'm trying to mix it up get stuff that isn't mm. so you know not your standard just cheery christmas a holiday stuff. hipster um yeah Mighty all right number four my number four is actually a short film from 2008 called Treevenge. Oh, nice. <laughs> I don't know if this counts as a Chris episode, yeah, but little, I yeah. love this. It's like these uh, trees are sentient, and they're like cutting down like the uh, the trees. Like, what are you doing? Where are you taking me? Like, it's and like they're stomping on the sap. Yeah, you, you hear them talking, right? Yeah, well, it's uh, they're like, mm. mur, 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 oh, okay. it has like the, uh, subtitles. the subtitles. Yeah, and then it's set up, and they're like goes blank and then it goes like Christmas morning like someone has a video camera like hey film in front of the tree and the trees just come to life and just chaos Slaughter everyone. it yeah, is it's insane. insane the last like 10 minutes of this is just trees taking their revenge it's fucked up right yeah it, it's a lot of fun yeah, I, I probably should have thrown this on there I forgot uh-huh. about this it, yeah. it's really fun yeah, I, it's only like 10 minutes long but it's worth it for yeah, sure you can yeah. find it on yeah it's about 20 17 20 minutes like it uh, yeah I'd, I'd, maybe you're right maybe yeah. it's longer um, yeah I, I, this is something I wish like someone should do like a this should have been thrown on as an anthology yeah it would have been better I than, agree like every story from all the I creatures and it's done really well like, yeah. I don't know who did it but I think it's Canadian if I'm not mistaken yeah but I feel like it, it it might be the guys who did Hobo with the Shotgun I think it is the guys who did Hobo with the Shotgun I could mm. be wrong there don't quote me it on had that, that feel to it yeah it is definitely a lot of fun uh, my number four is another Fox cartoon. Oh, so I, I, is it Eek the Cat? No, that that one's actually fun, though. I remember that one being kind of fun. Uh, this is Life with Louie, uh, okay. A Christmas Surprise for Miss Stillman from 1994. This was, again, I think this was the first episode of the show. I guess they always do Christmas episodes for the Weird. first episode. Um, but this is kind of like... Um, the same reason, one of my favorite Christmas movies is A Christmas Story, and this kind of captures that feeling where it's like that timeless, you know, it takes place in the 50s, but they do a lot of, they, it's like a coming-of-age tale where he's telling, you know, what, what it's just telling the story of his Christmas mm-hmm. one year, and he goes over all the stuff, like trying to get a tree, snowball fights, and that, you know, getting that ice snowball in your ear. A lot of stuff that you can relate to, mm-hmm. um, his dad putting up the Christmas lights and literally just throws the, <laughs> the lights over the, his dad is hilarious, and as I love where they're opening up the griffs, and he's like, ah, I'm glad you like that, we won't be eating, you know, meals for this week, seventeen ninety nine. but you know, that's okay, hopefully you enjoy it. <laughs> Like, it's just, I don't know, it's really fun, him cheapening out mm. on the tree. $17, I'll give you $3 for that tree. Um, I don't know, I always enjoy this kind of thing. That That's one cartoon, it's really, I don't know it's holding it up, it's really unfortunate, like, that's, 
it's a great cartoon that I think would yeah, still man. hold up. I wish they would release it. It's never I'm had. A, they haven't, right? Yeah, it's never had a DVD Anderson's release or anything. Still in the public eye, like he's yeah, just doing the show. There, where, there must be something. Yeah. There must be some weird rights were split between two people. Because, yeah. but it, again, I, I always love these where it's like it's not over the top. It's not you know there's mm-hmm. no Santa elves. It's just like th- this is uh, all real family Christmas. exactly stuff you can relate to. So and and sorry, the whole point point of this one surprise for Miss Stillman is their neighbor across the street. I guess her husband recently died. So her house all dark and they the mom's like i'm gonna take her out shopping why don't you guys decorate her house while she's gone and there's a little fun little t- t- twist i guess yeah. why she wasn't her house wasn't decorated anyways but um yeah it's a lot of fun uh and it it, it does that it hits that christmas spirit can i get an all right from you yeah all right <laughs> so uh my number three is actually from community uh season three episode 10 it's uh, pretty much like a Glee takeoff where they uh, just go around and they, um, I guess the Glee club perishes in a van accident and that's to the members of community to uh, redo the uh, Christmas thing. So it's a bunch of different Christmas numbers. Like one's like a hip hop beat. The other one's that like a uh, coquettish, like a uh, Santa baby. Hmm. And it's so well done. And there's also this one that's called um, Baby Boomer Santa where they go down all the uh, beats of... Um, like the 50s music, the 60s, the 70s, saying, thank you, baby boomers, you gave us Santa. And it's done so well. I kind of remember that. Yeah. I remember the one that you had on your list last year, the, yeah. the animated one. But This one is like, if you went down the list, you say, this is my favorite uh, community Christmas. Like, yeah. yeah, that's right. This is my favorite one. Yeah, yeah they, they have good Halloween and Christmas yeah. episodes. They yeah. know what they're doing. Yeah. Okay, my number three is, uh, yeah, you mentioned it, The Twilight Zone, season two, Night of the Meek from 1960. Uh, like you mentioned, it's really good. Um, yeah, the only thing I would say, unfortunately, this was shot on videotape. I guess that was the season yeah. where I guess they had overspent on the first 16 episodes and they didn't know what, how big the show was going to mm-hmm. be. So they had to shoot, they shot a couple episodes on videotape and this is unfortunately one of them that got hit with that. It, so it kind of has a cheap, bit weird. Yeah. It kind of has a cheap BBC soap opera look to it. But other than that, yeah, it's a fantastic episode. Art Carney is great. We, we didn't mention that, um, I guess, too, when he gets fired from the department store for being drunk, when the the owner, I guess, finds out that he's mm. giving away all these gifts, he thinks he stole yeah. them from his department store, so he gets the cops involved, and there's a there's a fun moment there where he gets arrested for, you know, suspicion of yeah. theft. Um, I did also want to mention, I did watch as well the remake. They they also covered this on okay. the, in 85, the 85, Any 86 series. Or? Yeah, it's just as good. Yeah. I would say I personally prefer the 1964, yeah. sorry, 1960 version myself a little bit more. But I think you you can't go wrong with either version. If you're one of those people that can't do the black and white or whatever, yeah. the color version I think holds up just as well. And it's very close. They do a little couple things differently. They got a little bit more, you know, special effects in there and whatnot. But um, yeah, I, I, I think uh, either version is fantastic. And uh, yeah. Nice. Okay, so you're number two. Have you seen The Goldbergs, A Christmas Story? What season is that from? It's season two. I must have, because I think I'm on no, season... Season, th- season three, episode ten. I might be around there. What, what happens yeah. on it? It's pretty much... Uh, the Goldbergs are Jewish, so like they, are, um, they show how like Hanukkah isn't like the... Um, celebrated gem that Christmas is like alright well we get socks it would kind of suck night. yeah like for like you movies and TV specials even us like imagine trying to do a top five yeah. I, it'd be hard to come up with five Hanukkah it would all movies. be the Goldbergs and like Hanukkah <laughs> Harry like they make yeah. that reference to Hanukkah Harry and it's amazing because she's like hey listen we're gonna make super Hanukkah so we're gonna do like all these eight nights under one night we're gonna have like a Hanukkah bush and like like 
you're pretty much just doing Christmas. So the grandfather gets upset, like, listen, all these traditions, you're like spitting in the face of all this stuff. So he dresses up as like Hanukkah Harry. He's like, hey, I'm giving out like a bunch of shit. So I was like, nice. here's a picture of your grandfather who came here with $2 in his shoe to make this life for you. And you're spitting in his tradition. <laughs> there's like a guilt trip there. But there's also this great scene where these brothers watch a Christmas story. They do it every year. Okay. And uh, I guess at one point, like him and his brother are like a, fighting because Barry's spending too much time with his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. He's like, hey, listen, me and Barry get to hang out this time of year because the rest of the year we don't. Yeah. He's like, well, get out of here, Adam. Where I'm going to hang out with my girlfriend. He's like, you know what? I double dog dare you to lick this pole. <laughs> so there's a scene where they like he nice. licks the pole. Then he's like, all right, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't spend much time. Give me, like, give me a hug. Then he makes him touch the pole. So they're both stuck <laughs> in this pole with their tongues. It's actually amazing. That sounds, then, yeah, I think I'm, I'm probably around that episode. Yeah, I'll have to watch that. A nice little like reference to like a Christmas story. Nice. And a little bit something for our uh, non-Gentile friends. <laughs> Actually, I was going to think, the, the other one that is, is kind of covers both is the OC had a good Christmas episode. Oh, Christmaca. Christmaca. Yeah. That was a big thing for like a year or yeah, two. Yeah, everyone was like And I think he Christmas gave Christmas. his girlfriend, um, I forget, I, I, I watched this show and I never finished it, but I, I liked the first couple of seasons. Yeah. That witty writing. But uh, he gave his girlfriend, I can't, what was, was her name, Summer? Summer was uh, the, uh, the cute one. Yeah, I think that was uh, the... Oh yeah, uh, Seth Seth Cohen's um, yeah. girlfriend. But he gives her for Christmas Goonies and Gremlins. Was it like oh, two awesome. two classic films for Christmas? I was like, yeah, this is my type of show. I, I assume that show is not going to hold up. You try to yeah. watch it again, it's like, ooh. I think I think some of the the drama and that the the one kid trying to be a badass. Yeah, the hold badass up. from Chino. I think Seth Cohen would still maybe hold up. Yeah, though, just because he was he was kind of fun. Mm-hmm. But anyways, yeah, we're getting off track here. <laughs> OC is not on my list. Actually be I, I, maybe I'll revisit next yeah. year. Maybe I'll make my list. Uh, number two for me, a little Art Carney double feature here because oh. The Honeymooners, season one, Twas the Night Before Christmas from 1955. Never watched The Honeymooners episode I, of my life till I watched this one. I don't think I know this one. It's fantastic. Um, this is like the perfect... Where's the other ones? Like Batman, all that kind of fun. Mm-hmm. This is the one that like truly nails the Christmas, Christmas spirit. It's not, you know, it's not doing anything you haven't seen before, but it's so good. Again, I've never watched a show, and, and after watching this one, I watched it last year for the first time. And I was like, I need to watch more, maybe, of this show. <laughs> Honeymooners. I was surprised, actually, to read up on it. Did you know that Honeymooners actually only lasted one season? It's kind of insane, right? Like, it's this classic show we all... I guess it did, like, they did do... 25 a, episodes? They did a couple... Um, I guess they did uh, sketches and, and um, some other shows for various oh. seasons afterwards, so I guess that's how they lasted. But yeah, it's so weird that this show didn't... Mm didn't survive like I thought it was huge for I thought it had like 10 seasons it would make sense but it's a lot of fun so Ralph you got a lot of fun hijinks where he's trying to sneak a peek at his gift and his wife is like ah, I, oh you don't trust me and he's, she's like no I do trust you and so she puts it tells him I'll, I do trust you this is where it is and then so she leaves and he goes and tries to sneak in here ah and the she's put trap? like a mouse trap like <laughs> it's kind of that kind of hijinks you would expect but it's really fun it, it's also um, he. what happens is he buys his his wife this special jewelry box made out of matchsticks, and he th- the guy sells him. It's just, you know he was from the, the the king of China, you know he he had this and it was passed down blah blah blah, and then it turns out though she gets the same gift from one of their neighbors that she bought this cheap gift at a variety store. It's the exact same thing, so he feels terrible. He has his gift. He has no money left anymore. He bought himself this bowling ball before Christmas, so he has no money, and it's this touching kind of moment and he's like would I have to get her a gift and 
you know, he sells the bowling ball back and all that kind of stuff. I don't want to get too much into it, but you don't want to start crying. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, it just does a perfect. It's like one thing after another. It's funny, like it does this great job of keeping entertained throughout. There's something always going on, but then it has the touching moments. It even has at the end where they come out of character and they're like, "We never do this, but it's Christmas. Come out, everyone, and we're gonna you oh, know, battle the thinks, audience." Like the, and yeah, uh, thank you, everyone, for watching us. I don't know. It's to me, it's just like that perfect Christmas. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I love watching like Christmas shows from 50s, 60s. Yeah. I watch a bunch of them, but this is the one that made my list. There's something about I don't know back then, like. They were just fine with doing a touching Christmas episode. It yeah. didn't have to. Nowadays, they'd have to do something to mix it up. And it's fun seeing how the Christmas trees and decorations and toys and yeah. gifts were then. I don't know. Uh, everyone everyone was dressed nice. You know, everyone wore suits and t- I don't know. It's, it's a different kind of Christmas that yeah. I guess I never really got to experience because I grew up in the 80s where it was all about toys yeah. and He-Man and, and stuff. Figures. But um, yeah, it's I've watched it twice now and each time like... Again, it's like a, it's a nine out of ten for me. It's it's oh, almost like here. a perfect Christmas episode for me. Um, I recommend it. I have it on one of those um, DVDs that has a bunch like of the old Milk Creek Christmas special. Uh, I think I don't know if Mill Creek or it might have been mm-hmm. Universal or Warner or themselves did the. Uh... It has like I Love Lucy episode mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, but this is the one. Like those ones are okay, but this is the one the every year that out? stands out for me. Yeah. Okay, Maddie, what is your number one? Number one, classy Christmas from the Office. Okay, which one is this? That's the uh, season seven, so it's a later, wow. later one. Episodes eleven and twelve. Um, Michael is throwing this Christmas party. He goes all out, but he finds out that his uh, crush is coming back. So he's like, "All right, throw this all out. We're going classy Christmas." So he's wearing like the uh, Kangles hat with the Santa, and he hires like instead of a, a entire jazz trio, he just hires a bass player. So they're all doing like these Christmas songs. And this is a two-parter? It is a two-parter. Wow. Yeah. I don't remember this at all. It is awesome. And uh, Daryl's kid doesn't want to spend Christmas with him because he's like, well, I want to hang out with family. He's like, well, why don't you come hang out with me? And then she goes like, this classy Christmas. Like, this is kind of shitty. Like, it's just a (laughs) bunch of adults hanging out having cocktails. Then it kind of turns around like all the... um, Couple of people in the office make a winter wonderland in the basement. They kind of have her chasing the Grinch around there. Oh, nice. And at the end of it, there's always this great moment where they uh, exchange gifts that actually mean something to the show. Like, okay. hey, I got you five packs of deodorant. Merry Christmas. <laughs> it is so charming. Yeah, I don't remember this one. Like, the, the, yeah. the one that made my list, uh, as we mentioned the last year, party? was the, the first one. Yeah, yeah I, I really enjoyed that one. You've put it on last year. Yeah, so I yeah. figure this one. I dig this one as much. Like the later season episodes are kind of rough, but Michael Scott's still here, and it's kind of a nice. I have I have the complete series yeah. on DVD and Blu-ray, of course, but I also have a disc that's duplicate episodes just because it has them all together. But it has all the Christmas episodes, oh, nice. and I watched all of them, but I never got to the final one, which would have been this one. I yeah, guess. the classic Christmas you would really enjoy because the other awesome. ones were kind of they were okay, but I didn't mm-hmm. love them. So and I kind of I there don't know. is this great scene where. Uh, Jim starts a snowball fight with um, uh, Dwight. Okay. Like, he, like, just kind of like, comes and just kind of assaults him out of nowhere with the snowball fight. He's like, fair enough. You insulted me. Like, we're going to have a snowball fight. Doesn't Dwight kick his ass or he something? He kicks his ass. Like, he bests him at every time. Yeah, like, it's like this, the only episode where you get to see Jim really get you defeated. You kind of get to hate Jim in the light dress because he's kind of a dick. He's smug. He thinks he's better yeah. than everybody. And you actually get to see Dwight best him in this round, which yeah. kind of gives you a bit of like, you know what? I'm glad he got this coming. What's coming to him? So it's like a giant snowball fight, which huh. is fun. Yeah, I kind of I remember that part. Yeah. Now. There's parts that I remember, and mm-hmm. yeah, I'll have, to, I'll have to watch that again. Yeah, I think you'll dig it. Cool. Well, my number one is uh, it's a very underrated show. It only lasted two seasons, and unfortunately, the DVD sales—the first season they released on DVD. 
And you think with Steven Spielberg's name behind it, it would have got the complete series release, but it didn't. No embodied, even though it's a great release. I'm talking about Amazing Stories, season oh, one from awesome. 1985. The episode is called Santa 85. Um, it actually stars the the guy, the same actor that played Santa in uh, Ernest Saves Christmas, oh. plays the Santa in this. Pat Hingle, who, of course, Commissioner Gordon from the Tim Burton Batman films, mm-hmm. is in there as a cop. Uh, but uh, pretty much Santa, you know, before he's going out, his wife, Miss Claus, is like, you know, things have changed. you got to be careful. And he's like, I'll be fine. As he's delivering presents, the high-tech security system catches him, and he gets arrested. Um, Pat Hingle is like this anti-Christmas guy, so Santa, of course, has to show him the true meaning of Christmas. And at the same time, the house where he is arrested, the little kid there is like, no, it was a real Santa, and he looks outside, and Santa's sleigh is there, so he has to jump in the sleigh, try to save Santa. Um, which uh, that has been ripped off in Santa Claus with yeah. Tim Mallon. And it, we, we just talked about Christmas Chronicle yeah. also rips off that. Only that is like a high-speed car yeah. chase. But same kind of thing. Like this is the first store, I believe, to do it where It Santa, might be like the Santa Claus movie with like a Dudley Moore. I think something like that happens. Did that, I think he gets – I don't think there's like a, uh, a chase though. Oh, uh, maybe in not. that one on a sled and whatnot. But um, anyways – this show, again, it was produced by Steven Spielberg. Every episode had a big budget. It is actually kind of awesome. All the right? writing was always great. The acting was great. But it just it looks phenomenal. Like This has what you want in a Christmas special, mm-hmm. what you're, is lacking in a lot of them. It has the snow, the lights, the color. You just It has yeah. that Christmas atmosphere in every scene. The acting is great. The score is phenomenal by Thomas Newman, who did you know tons of big movie scores. Like th- These episodes felt like mini-movies. Like That's what they're trying to achieve, and this definitely does it. Um, yeah, it, it's really, really cool. And of course, by the end, you have, again, it, Santa Claus with Tim Allen kind of stole a lot from this, but um, it definitely gets you in the spirit. It, uh, yeah, it's phenomenal. Yeah. It's one that I don't hear. Like, this show is kind of like no one knows about yeah. it. It's, it's been forgotten. I thought you have the DVD of this, don't you? I have season yeah. one. They never released season two, yeah. at least in North America, which It was on Netflix for a while. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, if if you can find it, um, yeah, search yeah. it out. And th- there's some good stuff too. Oh, Frick. they did a Halloween episode too that may make my Halloween. Is that the one with the pumpkin? The pumpkin contest um, or no? I thought I thought it's about. There's one. I don't know if it's a Halloween one, but I thought there's one where a guy's doing a, a horror film, and he's a mummy, and he his wife is pregnant, so he has to get back to her, but he still he can't oh, get the mummy out for that, so everyone yes, thinks yes, he's a real yeah, mummy. Yeah, that's actually a good one. There's actually I am. We're getting way way yeah. off topic, but there's this awesome one where this guy can't look into a mirror without seeing this like a guy in the background. Huh. So he keeps going crazy because every time he looks into like a reflective surface, he yeah. sees someone trying to kill him and he just goes insane. Even like, he looks into his doctor's eyes and he sees... Uh, interesting. It, it, I guess like Tim Allen playing this hooded bandit. Yeah. And it's there, there's awesome. a, Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of great episodes. It's really unfortunate that again, I, I don't know why that um, mm-hmm. the sales weren't there. You would think Steven Spielberg's name alone. But right? um Anyways, that's my number one. Hey, good uh, list. Cool, yeah. I think we got ten picks that yeah. uh, are not, you know, the nine d- picks because uh, we we doubled up. Oh on yeah, one. yeah, but they're ones that maybe not a lot of people don't know. About. Maybe the Twilight Zone one, I guess, genre fans yeah. should know about. But if you don't or you've never checked out the Twilight Zone, uh, by all means, do it. Uh, let's move on to our five films each. Again, I just want to throw out there. I'm going to mention now. For me, the staples: Holiday Hamster <laughs> coming at you, Christmas Story, <laughs> National Lampoon's. Scrooge, those three I have to watch every year. National Lampoon's is probably yeah. a big one for me, but those three are like, you know, almost perfect films for me. They're probably like top 100 films for me. Yeah. I watch them every year. I never get bored of them. But I just, I don't want to 
put them on my list because everyone knows about them. Yeah. Like, who doesn't? Can you have you ever met someone that hasn't seen those flicks or doesn't? And if so. they haven't seen them, they probably just knew about them but didn't feel it, want to watch yeah. them. If you haven't seen them, watch them. Okay, yeah. those should be on your list. But I tried to pick some special, you know, movies. Sorry that uh, may not be in your radar that you should check out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess should I start this time? Or? Yeah, you go ahead. Okay, my number five is a movie that uh, I know you recently talked shit about. But I personally really enjoy it, and not just for nostalgia. I think it's just a fun movie. Ernest Saves Christmas in 1988. This is bad. Ernest is obviously not for everyone. You either like his humor or you don't. He pretty much does the same same shtick Shtick. in uh, in every film. Um, You know, hey, hey, Ernest, Ernest, you got all that stuff. Where I find that charming, but like an hour and a half of this compiled with that one sassy teenager that's coming at him. What's her name? She stars like it sounds like a poor name, Harmony Star. Yeah, she's the troubled teen that is gonna runaway teen that's gonna she steals Santa's sack. Yeah, but. I don't know. I like these 80s Christmas movies. There's some cool special effects where he's mm-hmm. racing. Of course, you're going to have Ernest ended up ending up in the, the sleigh, and he's racing through the sky. Yeah. Um, but the movie the movie is kind of weird and dark, too. So Santa, I guess he's 151 years old. Mm-hmm. He's getting old. He's kind of getting to a point where he's getting forgetful. He's looking for his replacement. He's ready to retire. He finds the replacement in a, a children's TV show host. He's like this kind-hearted guy. But at the same time he's looking for him, he has his agent is trying to like get him to leave the TV show and get mm-hmm. big. Now's the time to get big, and he's gonna. He can be a star. Kid. Yeah, he's, he leaves the TV show and he casts him, and he's he plays a killer Santa in a yeah. Christmas horror film, which is kind of cool for yeah. genre fans there, which Santa is of course disgusted by, and Santa pretty much you know the agent doesn't want this Santa bothering the children's TV host because he's you know whatever yeah. he wants him to focus on that so he calls the cops and he gets like placed arrested and he's going to get thrown in an asylum or whatever because no one believes that this yeah. is a real Santa of well, course he, he doesn't even try to put an alien he's like what's your name Santa yeah. Claus <laughs> and of course he loses his bag he loses all of his money his magical he is, sack he accidentally gave some kid real money and he's got monopoly money <laughs> so no one believes him uh, and then, yeah, you have the teen who's going to take his bag and she's going to use it for her own greed. She's just trying f- to find money and stuff in there because it's like the uh, Christmas with the meek, whatever you, yeah. you pull your pull out, it's like unlimited uh, stuff in there. But all this is, of course, a means for Ernest to be Ernest. Yeah. Get into mischief. And his um, two buddies do that, like one weird eye going back yeah, and forth this, thing. I think this is the first movie where you had them appear or maybe the second. I actually looked up and there was like some other Ernest movies that I've never seen like there's the camp, there's the jail, there's scared stupid, and then there's the newer ones. There was actually a couple he did before then that have never had like any. Are they had like I think now they have official releases on like Mill Creek. Sets. Oh, it's not like like I, Ernest I Saves Africa no, or Slam kinda, Dunk Ernest. I kind of want. I'm curious about them, but I think this is maybe the second appearance of these guys. Maybe the first. I don't know. It's the first big budget ones. I think the mm. other ones were like made for TV films. He had like four oh, or five okay. that went to theaters. Anyways, those guys are in there as the um, uh, the storage agents or whatever. Yeah, they, but they have the reindeer show up and there's fun. They're flying where they're yeah walking around the building and you got them doing their thing that they yeah. do in every movie. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Ernest still makes me laugh. I love where he's trying to sing like, "Oh Christmas tree, oh Christmas tree, oh Christmas tree, oh Christmas, oh Christmas tree, oh Christmas," because oh, he doesn't know the lyrics. Yeah, I don't know. He he still makes me laugh. It's kind of like Pee Wee Herman. You either get it or you don't. Yeah. I think Pee Wee Herman is maybe a little more easily digestible yeah. now. Ernest, I could see, like, if you're not in Ernest, it's going to turn you off right away. But I don't know. I, I like 80s Christmas <laughs> movies. Yeah. Get out of here. I don't you? know. I, I, find, I still find this fun. 
I am going the exact opposite for my number five. Do you remember a movie called The Children from 2008? Yes, yeah. It actually takes place in like a, uh, all the families are going up to celebrate Christmas. Okay, yeah. And yeah. there's a sickness going throughout the children where they um, go kind of insane and they just want to kill their parents. So they're uh, just murdering their parents one by one during Christmas time. I forget it's that that's a Christmas kind of awesome. I should actually move that movie from my. Uh, I have it with my killer kids slash no, dolls. No, 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 holiday, to to holiday, holiday section. <laughs> and it's like actually they're opening presents. They're like uh, all celebrating Christmas. Cool. There's tinsel in the background. There's trees. There. Yeah, that's kind of a decent. Yeah. I, I feel underrated from. I don't feel like a lot of people talk about I when it came out. And I thought it was quite good. I'm surprised it didn't really get. Like, I don't more... know if I love it. It's pretty mean spirited. Like, doesn't it? Bah. I don't know if I'm spoiling it, but it's, doesn't it end on a super down? Oh, note, dude, or... it is insane. Yeah. Like, some of like the like uh, everyone like I remember being yeah. like wow they they're just gonna kill everyone you know like the um I guess a one faux pod horror movie like you don't kill kids like yeah. that is out the window yeah. in this like they there are some brutal deaths. yeah there's no like them curing them no no like, no 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 it is hard <laughs> nice yeah that's a, that's a good one. Yeah, that's a fun I forgot Christmas it took movie place on Christmas and that's another little Christmas horror movie for you. um well I my number four is also a Christmas horror film and again oh. one I feel is kind of underrated everyone talks about Silent Night Deadly Night one and Two. Are you going like four? Three and four, I think, are terrible. Yeah. But number five, I think, is quite good. I think by this time, people have given up on the franchise. So yeah. A lot of people never made it this far. But Silent Night, Deadly Night 5, The Toy Maker from 1991. It was actually pretty good. This is that. It's, it's very It has cool. nothing to do with the uh, actual franchise. No, right? none of them do. I think part one, two. And actually, three, I think, kind of does. Yeah. But it, it, they changed all the actors, so it really doesn't. Um, part four and five are kind of their own thing. But this is such a strange and underrated movie. It is so fucking weird. Mickey Rooney, who famously condemned the first film, stating that the scum who made that film should be run out of town, <laughs> ends up starring in part five. I guess he needed money then. Until I need a paycheck. And then <laughs> um, he plays Joe Petal. Of course, a play on Geppetto. Oh, I was thinking like Joe Pedophile. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Um, but he, doesn't he make like weird sex bots? He makes all these crazy murderous toys. Yeah. And I don't know if I'm, I don't want to spoil too much, but there's definitely a theme on Geppetto there. But anyways, the whole film is all these toys coming to life and killing people. There's rocket-powered roller skates, like the kid puts on roller skates, and all of a sudden rocket shoots out of him, and he hits like a car or something. There's acid-squirting water pistols, killer robots, killer hands strangling people, remote-controlled tanks and planes that actually fire real ammunition, cars with circular saws cutting people. It has everything that you want. This does sound amazing. And the finale is so fucking crazy and insane. I don't want to, I'm not going to talk about it, but. Like zany, zany. Yeah, I'm talking like 11 out of 10, like weird, lynchy, and just messed up, weird shit going on there. Gets a little rapey and like. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't know. It's it's fucked up. This film is awesome. Uh, Watch Silent Night, Deadly Night 5. You can skip past, I think part one and two are obviously fun. Yeah. You can skip past uh, Three. three and four. But uh, part five is is a standout How for me. Other? Did they make six or five? I think there's the five, one. and then there's the remake, remake Silent Night, which really doesn't have anything to do with them either. But uh, Maddie, you're number four. All right, this might be a um, class for most people. But have you seen Bad Santa? Um, I'm not a. I know, like when it, for there's a couple years where everyone was raving about it. I, I thought it was okay. I didn't love it as much as everyone else. I but... thought this movie was absolutely amazing. Billy Bob Thornton as like the uh, just. Just franchise drunk Santa, who's like, oh, he's such a slime ball. He and is such a slime ball in this movie, and everyone's kind of a bag of shit. And even that little guy, Tony Cox, I guess his name is. Yeah, the yeah. he is so amazing in this. 
I guess it was John Ritter's last movie. Oh, I forgot he was yeah, in it. Yeah, yeah, he was in it. And uh, it was a phase up. Bernie Mac was in it as well as oh, like wow. the security. And it kind of gets dark in a way, but it kind of redeems itself in the end, which I thought was kind of dope. Hmm. Yeah. Have you, see, have you seen the sequel? I have not. Okay. So this is my first time this year watching it. So I'm like, oh, oh you've never seen is... it before. It blew me away. Yeah, I, I saw it, it when it first came out because I remember when it first came out, everyone was like, it was like the diehard of its, of its year yeah. or two. Everyone was like, this is my favorite Christmas movie. I'm like, eh. Um, no, yeah. it, it's good, man. Like, yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, no, no, yeah. I, I liked it. Oh, I, fuck you. It's a good movie. No, sorry. I liked it. It's just like, again, don't put that over National Lampoon. That's all I'm saying. I did not. Not the, the spoilers, but I did um, not. Okay. My number three is um, a made for uh, TV film from 1986 called The Christmas Star. This was a Christmas Disney te- TV film when Disney uh, had some balls. Disney like was, wasn't afraid to do these kind of weird family films that also had moments that were kind of scary for kids. Um, so the film was about Ed Asner as a thief. Um, he escaped from prison after, I guess, years ago, him and his buddy did a big heist and they stashed away some of the loot inside a Santa Claus display, like, you know, the uh, whole yeah. display where he sits with the chair and the reindeer and everything. And he sees on the news that this is going to be the last year for the dis- display. It's getting old, so they're going to demolish it. So he's like, I got to escape before they demolish it and find my money or the money gets lost for good. Mm-hmm. So he decides he escapes from the prison and he ends up hiding out in the basement of a kid's house. They're in this like apartment building and he convinces them that he is the real Santa Claus. The apartment's run by this rich kind of Scrooge guy and mm-hmm. all the people are going to lose their house. So you have that going on. But he convinced them everything will be okay, but you have to help me do this heist thing. But it's kind of cool. Like they have to break into the display, but display is always in use in the public. So they got to do it in the morning. But there's always like the security guard there, of course. Kind of getting a bit. But it gets even. There's like this cool thing. They lose the key, but then they find out the, in this this book that there's actually this hidden. Like it's almost like this Indiana Jones style. <laughs> like there's like this hidden way to open it up if you can solve this riddle to open up this this display which is kind of silly but whatever it's fun um this hidden like m- mechanism this movie kind of sounds awesome there. and then it, here for horror fans like there's even a scene where he's on a train and it just gets really like scary in a horror film for like five minutes because he's visited by like ghost? a zombie version of his buddy who, who died as a ghost and it's like but the way it's done like he's in this train all of a sudden all the lights go out all the power goes out and it's like the scary horror film moment mm. like it makes no sense but I love that it's there uh, yeah, I, I'd never seen it before, but I've kind of been trying to track down. I actually picked up because I, I got another film, which I'm going to mention now. It's not going to make my list, but yeah. I just want to mention it just because it kind of connects in Disney and doing these weird films. But I bought this three pack. It was like 10 bucks and I got that. And then I got another DVD of I'll Be Home for Christmas with JTT. <laughs> Your boy. Um, <clears throat> which that movie I, I did yeah. watch and I didn't talk about because it sucked. But anyways, this came with it and I was kind of curious about this film. Yeah. I, I, I wasn't sure if it was one of those ones I watched as a kid but had forgotten like One Magic Christmas I knew I'd watched as a kid. But anyways, yeah, it was it was a really cool surprise, and it just I don't know, it was a lot of fun. Like, because the first half you kind of have it's like these kids helping out, trying to like do this heist slash you know figure out this riddle and everything. Mm-hmm. I, I dug it, and um, yeah, it, it, it's just Disney doing a film that they would never do this year. I just want to mention this film again. I'm not cheating. This did not make my list, but I just <laughs> I was going to talk about it in my what we've been watching yeah. section, but I thought it'd be more make sense to talk about it here just because. Disney did this movie called One Magic Christmas from 1985. Have you heard of this? No. I thought I always thought this was a TV film. It definitely feels like one, but I guess it did get a theatrical release. But it stars Mary Steen, Steenbergen, I think is her name. 
that like uh, Ted Danson's wife? She was, uh, yeah, I think it is. Yeah. yeah, she was like in Parenthood and stuff like that. Anyway, she's this disgruntled. She has lost her Christmas spirit. Harry Dean Stanton from Ripple Man <laughs> and Alien awesome. fame plays the, this angel named Gideon, and he's going to get her to gain her spirit back. This sounds very familiar, actually. You've probably seen this, but I'm not going to say too much about it. Yeah. But let me just say, to get her spirit back... You see this guy, and he's like trying to sell his car to this this salesman. He's trying to get money anyway. He's trying to sell whatever to get money for his kid. He can't get the money, so he says, fuck it. He's going to go rob this bank. And while he's robbing this bank, her husband is there. He gets shot and killed. The thief runs out, grabs her car to get away with her kids in their background. Or sorry, her, her kids, kids are in the, back, the, the back of the seat. Sorry, and I forgot to mention, before her husband gets shot, she just got fired from her job. Huh. And while he's trying to escape from the police, he goes over a bridge and him and the kids die. <laughs> wow. All this is like, this is what she has to go through to learn the spirit of Christmas, to learn that it's not about dis- being disappointed that you didn't get these toys uh-huh. as a kid. It's about, you know, what you have. <laughs> I'm not going to go from there. Okay. Obviously, it all works out in the end, but what the fuck, Disney? <laughs> Imagine watching this as a kid and like, holy, like, because... The kids do come back and stuff, but like, it takes a while, a bit for this stuff to like all work out. Yeah. And you're like, this is fucking depressing. That like, is it's her in the bathroom alone at Christmas after everyone she know died, and she's it's like horrific ways. <laughs> um, Elias Cotes in there as well, who I love. Uh, you yeah. know, yeah, yeah, Casey Jones. Casey Jones. Um, he's there as the husband's friend. <laughs> Man, this was like this is some dark shit. It's, it's, it's I good, don't though. think I've seen this. It's good though, and like he gives her this um, this globe and like. It gets a little bit silly in the end, like the the kid visits Santa's workshop, and that that's kind of this cool take on Christmas. So it almost made my list, but I didn't want to have both in there. But I wanted to mention this because, like, this is when Disney, like, this is when they were doing Return to Oz yeah. and like all those like weird adult. They're trying to get away with you. again. They were doing a lot of. I cool guess that stuff was before the they had Touchstone, right? So like, uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, they would just do really mm. like they would do family movies, but that would have like ten minutes of shit that would be too scary yeah. for kids. That's but crazy. I wanted to give a thrill to that. I enjoyed that one as so, well. So for her to find the true meaning of Christmas, he had to kill her husband at gunpoint <laughs> and like a, a fiery crash burn her children up and lose her job. Yeah, this reminds me. Do <laughs> you know that like that that shitty song about the uh, boy who's buying shoes for his mom? Kind of. It's like called the Christmas shoes. So this oh, guy yeah. is waiting in line. He's like, oh, he's kind of getting like a Christmas. Oh, this sucks. Then like this kid is buying shoes because his mom's dying on Christmas, <laughs> and he wants to make sure she looks good to, when she meets Jesus. Okay. And he's like, well, I think God put that little boy in my life to show me the true meaning of Christmas. Like, wait a second. <laughs> you think that God is killing this child's mom on Christmas, so you don't get impatient while waiting in line, like? <laughs> Yeah, if this is a god you want to believe yeah. in, what the fuck? Oh, it's so that's what, yeah. like it's so silly. It's yeah. like, like it's sort of like it makes sense. It's an angel showing. Yeah, this is what would have happened if you weren't around there. Yeah. all this terrible stuff would have happened. This is like, no, you don't be. You're disappointed because like, like they never really explain why she lost her spirit. They just show mm-hmm. like when the kid visits Santa's workshop, he says, "Bring this back to your your, your mother," and she opens up and it's a letter like of all the stuff she wanted as a kid. And I'm assuming she never got that, so she lost her spirit and yeah. became this Grinch. And to get her to learn, get the spirit back, like all this terrible shit has to happen. <laughs> so you learn like it's not about toys; it's about what you have, not yeah. what you don't have. Pretty fucked up, but very cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Again, it had some cool stuff in there. Like the scene where all the lights go out was cool. That it had that 
it looked great. Like it had a Christmas spirit and setting throughout. But fucked up movie, Disney. Thank oh, you. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you for giving me this uh, this movie. So yeah, if you can find this uh, again, I got it on the Disney Movie Club. I don't know if you can find it in stores, but I paid ten bucks or something crazy for all three of these. Um, and yeah, they they all be home for Christmas. Kind of sucked, but these two are definitely worth. I think Gems, you can, eh? Can't, I think you can find them for ten bucks or yeah. something. I, I recommend everyone check these out because they're films like you wouldn't really search out. You know. Yeah. What I mean? uh, anyways, Maddie, you're number three. Um, I put the Krampus because nice. I actually love this movie. I love the character of the Krampus. I love the idea of like gingerbread men coming to life. Yeah, families kind of getting disenfranchised with Christmas and like ah, I just don't believe in it. But like it's a fun mix. Like it's I'll got a, some great comedy together. actors. It's like a fun black mm-hmm. comedy. I think Adam Scott is like an underrated actor. Like yeah. he is actually so good in Party Down and yeah. like. This movie. He's a great straight man. This, of course, we talked about made my number one last year. Yeah. I don't get like, there's people obviously that feel the same way as we do. Yeah. There's a lot of people that hate this movie. Maybe because they market it as Krampus and they wanted to see this Krampus, Krampus going, going around killing, killing people. people but- and it's not about that. But to me, it's like, that would have been cool, and maybe I'd, mm-hmm. I'd still like to see that film. I know there's a lot of cheesy B-movie yeah. knockoffs that we've talked about before that were terrible. <laughs> Mother of Krampus. I'd still maybe like to see a cool Krampus film. But this, like, I got more out of this yeah. film. This was like The demonic Gremlins. toys aspect of it. Yeah, is. It was like, like, yeah it's almost like Gremlins, yeah. right? It's that perfect mix of, like, fun... Yeah. And like you're getting Christmas. all these cool elements, Christmas horror, but it's not like too dark. It's comedic, but it's just fantasy elements. So many cool creature yeah. designs, and like even the, all the elves, the way they look, like the it, it all looks. Snowmen too, when they go outside, oh, yeah, all yeah. snowmen are facing them. Like it's actually kind of spooky. Yeah. Like, I wish that, they like, did storm. something more with those. Yeah, but, but even so. like campers, I kind of like that. He has like this decrepit. You never see his yeah. real face. He always wears this scary mask. kind of like Santa mask, but we don't know what he looks like yeah. underneath. Like I, I think this film is great. It's actually. Yeah, one of my favorite horror films, maybe even I'd even go that far. Like oh, yeah. I think Michael Michael Dodery, who gave us yeah. Trick or Treat, which is one of the best Halloween yeah. flicks of all time. Like to me, he's two for two. He's giving us the new Godzilla flick that look, looks fantastic, and then he's going to give us go back and give us Trick or Treat two. Like are he they, can be four for four. Are they doing another like a uh, Godzilla remake? Oh no, it's gonna it's gonna be a sequel to the last one. It's called. Um, it's like in the same with like Kong Skull Island or no? yeah, it's called yeah. It's gonna be cool. King of Monsters. This one has like him facing off against Ghidorah. Awesome. Um, Rodin and um, what's the moth creature? Uh, Mothra. Mothra. Nice. So it's gonna be the final. Like, you're gonna see him against actually three other, and then the sequel, and then after that is gonna be King Kong versus Godzilla. Amazing. Gonna, but I don't know. The trailers for it look great so far. So Michael Dolder could be if he nails that. Three I don't see him fucking up. Trick or Treat too. So nah. if he well, can nail those two, Tales like, from the Hood too was pretty shitty. But that was like yeah. ten years later. Yeah. That was made. That had no budget. Well, this is ten years later too. If you think about it. But Michael Dodery, from yeah. what I heard, he's been working yeah. on it. Like it's not like he's forgotten, but it's like he's been trying to really nail yeah. it. Uh, I don't know. I, I yeah, I agree. We though. are way off topic. Yeah, Krampus is fantastic. Yeah. I agree with you. I'm glad to see it on there. What's your number two? My number two is a Christmas horror film. Another Christmas horror. I just found out Ooh. about this year. Actually, I actually stuck with a lot of genre films. I didn't realize I did. Sweet. From 1984, Don't Open Till Christmas. Have you heard of this one? Don't Open Till Christmas. Really, really cool. sounds familiar. Mondo Mondo released it on DVD. It doesn't have a Blu-ray release, unfortunately, which is really... It it should... It's really good. Like, it's one of my favorite Christmas horror films, actually. Um, A killer in a translucent mask is going around murdering people in Santa costumes. On Christmas. So everyone dressed as Santa is getting it? It's getting murdered. Oh, that's crazy. The kills are very violent. You're getting like uh, Santa is on the street cooking the mm-hmm. chestnuts, roasting on open fire. He, he puts his face on the grill. And oh, that's him. crazy. You get spears through the necks. A, a guy's peeing. He gets castrated. 
The kills are awesome. Huh. There's a really cool chase scene. Um, this guy is actually running. Asanta's running through. Um, have you heard of the London Dungeon? Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, like yeah. one of the. I guess it's like one of the most famous wax museums, yeah. I believe, in the world. Well, you get a cool chase scene through that. So oh, you're getting all like dope, the, man. seeing all the t- torture devices and all the waxings in the background, all the gory deaths and torture, which is fantastic. Um, it's sleazy. There's strippers. There's nude models. Um, it's all it's mean spirited times, but the premise is so silly that it never feels too like you don't feel dirty watching yeah. it. Um, there's a random Carolyn Monroe, the famous. Very attractive. Carolyn Monroe mm. has like a weird dance scene where she <laughs> she sings and has this little five minute number. Oh, that is for no amazing. apparent reason. Just so you can have like someone exit that and yeah. go get killed in a Santa suit. It keeps you guessing right to the end of who the killer is. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I thought it was fantastic. It's everything I want in a Christmas movie. Don't open um, Christmas. Don't right? open a Christmas. Yeah, it's weird because again, like obviously Christmas Evil you talked about last year yeah. is great. Everyone knows Black Christmas. Everyone knows Silent Night, Deadly Night one and two. Yeah. I feel this film like is kind of lost in the shuffle, and I think it's like, yeah, it's up there. I would put it up there with all those. Um, yeah, it, it's fantastic, and uh, I'm dying for it to get a Blu-ray release. But how did you find? You got the DVD. Uh, I got the Mondo DVD. Yeah. They they did a great release. Like it looks good. Yeah. It has a lot of extras. Um, it's a, it's a bit pricey because I, I don't think you know yeah. you can find you can't find the release in stores. So you got to order from their site or on Amazon. I think on Amazon it's normally like twenty bucks. I think I got it on one of their sales for ten bucks American or something. Oh, not but, bad. Um, yeah, everyone should watch that. I feel like no one's talking about it. Yeah, it's very, very cool. It's the first I've actually heard about yeah. it. So I want to check it's it out. It's got a great cover too. But, anyways, your number two, Maddie. My number two is a movie we've been talking about. I feel that every time I hear that, like, uh, I forget how the song. Hey, hip for Christmas vacation. Yeah, I find that every time that is such an earworm that every time you hear that song, you want to watch this movie. Am I wrong? You keep talking. I'll sing this light in the background. That song, it just encapsulates this movie so well for me. And it's such an ear maggot that, like, you yeah. want to watch the movie every time you this hear it. This is my favorite Christmas movie I of all time. I wish that, mean, like, at offices and, like, malls, they would play that song. Yeah, yeah. I'm surprised they don't. It's so good. Like, it literally goes from moment to moment, whether yeah. it's him fucking sledding on the yeah. greased up toboggan. Or like going to buy, like, a tree and, like, flipping off all, the, like, the loggers. Yeah. On the road. The, uh, yeah. Oh, it's so good. Hit, uh, Randy Quaid. Yeah, oh, it's so good. <laughs> Can I get you some eggnog? Drive you out and leave you for dead. <laughs> and that one guy like smoking a cigar. Yeah. Like all the family comes over and like hangs out at his house. Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, kiss his ass, kiss him, kiss my ass, kiss his ass. Yeah, I, I, to me, like that film. That's a film I watch every year. I can't think mm-hmm. of Christmas movies tend to be and Halloween films, but I think Christmas films even more. You watch them every single year. Yeah. And I don't get bored of this film. There is actually this one scene in this movie too that has so much goddamn heart when he's in the attic and he's watching oh, yeah, like, yeah. the old family do, movie. Do, 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 it is so good, right? This might be like Chevy Chase's like a crowning achievement. Yeah, and Chevy Chase is so fucking yeah. good and everything. But yeah, I agree. Like this is, it, it may be his his best. Ah, Fletch is good. Ah, he's getting No, everything. this is definitely like his crowning jewel. Yeah. Like. It's so, yeah. The scene where he's buying the laundry, looking at the Yeah, lingerie. and he's like wiping his like forehead with the Oh, candies. it's really uh, Hootie and... <laughs> Hootie and... Did I say Hootie? 
Hooters, Hooters in here? Um, yeah, it's uh, like I said, it would be if I was actually picking my favorite, this would be number one. Yeah. Um, but I, I did leave it off just because I want to throw out some movies that maybe people didn't know about. Hipster. <laughs> well, I just think again, if I didn't throw out like Don't yeah, Open yeah, a Christmas, would I anyone would, know yeah, about exactly. it? You know what yeah, I mean? we, get, like, we get, we get it. Too cool for uh... when it gets. Well, I'll run out of movies, like then, and then you know I'll do my actual classics and this. And yeah, Christmas Story and Scooge will be up there. But cool. Uh, okay, my number one, another horror Christmas film that I don't hear a lot of people talking about. It's actually a TV film from 1972 called Home for the Holidays. Didn't you just watch this? I JTT? talked about it. No, that's I'll Be Home for Christmas. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. No, this is actually a horror film. Uh, I think I talked about it last year. It's produced by Aaron Spelling, stars Sally Field, Julie Harris. Awesome. Uh, from The Haunting. Uh, Jessica Walters in there. Uh, a wealthy father on his deathbed invites his four daughters home for Christmas who um, they despise him due to him. I guess he's with... The woman he's with is who he cheated on. Oh, is she a gold digger? Uh, well, he cheated on their mother with this woman, and their mother ended up committing suicide, oh. so they kind of despise the father. They haven't talked to him. But he invites him back because he has suspicion that his wife, the, the woman that... Is cheating? No, is actually trying to poison him. Uh. And you learn, too, shortly after that she was accused of also killing her first husband. Oh. So they get there, and when they get there, someone in a rain, a yellow rain slicker is knocking them off one by one. Who could it be? Solid mystery, solid atmosphere. You get an isolated setting in there. The script and the acting are all phenomenal. This is, in my opinion, one of the best TV horror films of all time. Oh, yeah? And not only that, one of the best Christmas horror films of all time, up there with the best of them. Uh, it's fantastic. Again, never had like you can get on DVD releases. Like I think some of those like Mill Creek, yeah. fifty. You get fifty movies in a set. I don't know what the quality's like, but it hasn't had its own like. It needs a solid release on Blu-ray. None. You like, found it on YouTube. I watched it on yeah YouTube or something. Mm-hmm. I, I'm gonna try to find it while she releases just to have my own press copy. But yeah, yeah, it, it needs its own single disc release, preferably on Blu-ray. This movie is really really good, and if you haven't seen it, go watch it again. You can find it streaming for free somewhere. Um, I don't know if it got lot one of those things that got mixed in its public domain. I don't know what happened to it, but mm-hmm. it's phenomenal. Everyone should watch it. It's it's really really cool. And again, this was before Black Christmas. Oh wow! Black Christmas is seventy four. This is before Halloween. This is seventy two, and it's a slasher film with someone going around. This the yellow slicker is a really cool like yeah. outfit uh, to have people get knocked off. It, it's phenomenal. Uh, yeah, that's my number one. Dude, that's actually a pretty solid list, buddy. My number one is a Christmas classic. Okay, Black Christmas. Okay, nice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What, what can you say about this movie? It's fucking awesome. Uh, it's, Atmosphere. It's... <clears throat> there is this. There's a weird version of this movie where the Christmas lights are actually kind of creepy because they have this like ominous glow throughout oh, the yeah, house, yeah. which yeah. is so gorgeous, man. Yeah, th- this film does a great job of having the atmosphere, the Christmas atmosphere, but doing an- making it feel eerie at the yeah. same time. like Almost a little bit sinister with like the uh, the heavy reds and like the darker yeah. greens. Yeah, and even the carols, the way yeah. they, they mix it. Like, there's a scene where the carolers are singing out while there's a death going on. shit going down? And it's not the first, but it's one of the best for the yeah. calls. Like that's the creepiest crank caller, in my opinion. It is so good. Yeah, this film's a masterpiece. I think it. it all the characters one are of our, so enjoyable, so like uh, different. And, oh yeah, yeah, Margaret Kidder's in there. Yeah. Great as the alcoholic. Um, who who plays the main lead? The British woman. Uh, I forget her name, but she's very attractive and very coolness. Yeah. A lot of attractive ladies in this. Too, yeah. Right? Kind of. This film. Yeah, this film. I think is is up on both of our yeah. like, overall best of horror. Yeah movies let alone Christmas it's definitely to me the pinnacle yeah. of Christmas horror um, it's a masterpiece and unlike again I'm going to bring up Die Hard 
it doesn't like Die Hard. Yes, it takes place at Christmas. It, it has like, a song or two. Yeah. I think there's a tree in the background once or twice. This film, like even though it's a horror film, Christmas is throughout. There's snow. Yeah. There's Christmas music throughout. There's Christmas lights, Christmas trees. Yeah. Um, it, it's definitely a Christmas movie through and through. For sure. Um, but yeah, it's fantastic. Uh, yeah, cool. Yeah, that well, is those our are our holiday list. Ho- those are our Christmas recommend holiday Christmas recommendations. Uh, some TV specials there for you to check out. Some movies. Uh, hopefully, there's at least one or two that you haven't heard of that maybe you'll throw on this year, or, or I guess next year <laughs> uh, when you whenever you get around to listening to this episode. Uh, yeah, any, anything you want to add, Maddie? Or uh, Merry Christmas, everybody! <laughs> yeah, Happy holidays, uh, Happy New Year! I guess happy we'll be back in the New Best Year. Of luck. Uh, so our plan, I think we're going to be back in the new year with our best of the year and yeah. our upcoming films that we recommend you check out for 2019, I guess. And then we'll be hitting our big 50th. So Ooh. we got a lot of stuff coming up. Uh, yeah, we apologize. We are behind. We're still trying to play catch up from being pretty much offline for months. It was, it was almost six months, wasn't it? Yeah. Four or five months. Um, I'm hoping that, you know, by January, February, we will be all caught up. That's the plan. We'll see how it goes. I mean, it's it's hard to find time around this time of year. But the plan is to be all caught up, and then hopefully we'll be back to our weekly episodes. Uh, we do have a lot that, again, we recorded beforehand. I think we have like eight episodes we recorded back in the yeah. summer. Some of those may be out of date, but... Again, we, we don't cover too much news, so I think for the most part they'll hold up. You may see us talking about movies that we saw in theaters, <laughs> but whatever. Now they'll be hitting DVD, so... Hey, you remember A Quiet Place? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that came out. You know, whatever. The, the, yeah. It's still a review I of a movie. I can't wait to see Infinity Wars. <laughs> um, either way, guys, yeah, thanks for listening, and uh, yeah, hopefully everything is, is good for you. I hope, hope you guys have a Merry Christmas. And hopefully you get some cool DVDs and horror-related yeah. memorabilia. Right. Merch. <laughs> Uh, thanks for listening, guys. Happy St. Patty's Day, everybody. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. You farty, Doug. Or is that just like Kyle flaming you? Oh, Willow. Oh, no, no. Quit drinking that hot chocolate. <laughs>